This is Gavin Verhey from Wizards of the Coast, and you're listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! Aye, 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 aye. Brought to you by Good Games, now in cheese and onion flavor. It's the pre-release preparation podcast pack for Ravnica Allegiance. The Azorius Senate is shut down. They're proposing a wall of lost thoughts, and people are losing their minds. Four cards at a time. As one gateway sneak pointed out, is the wall to keep us out, or there to keep them in? If Orange is the new black, then why does their leader hate himself? Bit narcissistic, if anything. <laughs> so many things to know before the weekend. This is Sevenland Hand. The grand arbiters of how to usurp a podcast with show-stopping emergency powers keeping a captive audience, it's Guild Mage Aaron, Utopian Speaker Graham. Namaste, Azorius Guild Mages. Oh, they're just sitting out the front in their sandals oh, they're not, doing... They're not, they're not like... They wouldn't be rice. Buddhist. They would be like just law... Anyway, yeah, they would. Namaste to you. Also, backing him up, it's Guild Mage Kian Karloff, DeVries Turnell. Here to support Gruel, here to smash everything. Support Gruel? Yeah. Ooh, more on this later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exciting. Early, early leanings towards the green red. That's the. Oh, blue is the left and red is the right. Where's Gruel? Uh, pretty far right. It's pretty far <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty aggressive. It's Weapons pretty, out. Pretty aggressive. Yeah. They don't uh, build walls, though they smash them. So. Yeah. Gentlemen, what, what's been happening in your ribonucleic acid worlds of geeks since we last spoke? Been playing a lot of party games. Yeah. yeah it's been this festive season. That's when yeah. party games come out, right? Been playing a lot of When I Dream. That's great. Uh, when I dream of sorry dreams, <laughs> pre, dreams, pre, dreams, 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 pre-show stream gags. Um, we played When I Dream, which is a fun board game where everyone takes a turn being the dreamer. They wear an actual sleep mask, which is very relaxing. which is very relaxing <laughs> and very nice. And then people just say words at you, and then you're like circus. Uh, <laughs> gonna have to think go, too much. Oh. Mm. Did you? Did you how did you find it? You enjoyed it? Yeah, we played it a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. It's as well, also like great it's... at uh, higher player counts. So it's so it's good when you just got like ten people around. You're like, mm. oh, we could all just have a go at this. Everyone will enjoy it. Because you have to figure out as you're listening to all this information, um, they're giving you clues to the card that you've got to guess. But there's certain people in the crowd that will be giving you incorrect, incorrect information. Incorrect ones, yeah. And you have to start going. I think I think Kean's lying to me. Yeah. But Aaron's telling me the truth, so I'm going to go with what he's saying is a solid clue. But then halfway through that, the round, you can just be like. Uh, I think I got it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the other way around. I think Ken's telling me the truth, yeah. and Iron's like. Aaron's and we, we had the funniest round where we explained all the rules and we got into it, and it was like uh, uh, um, spoon or something. Oh yeah, and everyone's like metal utensil, Cuddles. and then my mum was like skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're like, that was too obvious. Like you gave it away, and then it got all the way back around to where they hadn't guessed it yet. And she was like. Scooter. <laughs> so she just like she got like that she wasn't supposed to be saying the right clues, but not the subtlety in which to do yeah. that. So just now every time I just go skateboard. <laughs> did did your brother get the Joash? Shout out to Joash. Joash. Did he get it on video? He did not, unfortunately. Funniest shit ever. This should be a YouTube channel. Is Joe Ash taking family video footage? Oh, I know. So <laughs> funny. Just, My so dad good. just watching an TV show and he's like, "What's that?" <laughs> What's that? It's just, just non-stop fun. My, my favourite to this day is uh, your sister playing uh, uh, Silent Night on a trombone or something. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. And everybody realises. Yeah. Uh, there was jingle bells on the trumpet and we're like, close. what are you doing? And Josh's like, 
that jingle bells? <laughs> but nobody said, nobody said, what are you doing? She's just playing, and everyone's just ignoring her because it's like, that's just a massive noise. And then Joash just goes, is that jingle bells? And everyone is losing it, she's, and, your, and your sister's going, yep, yeah, it, it was, was, it, it was. was, it was, very clearly. All right, can you bring us back on task, was, Ian, with, mm. some, uh, with some geek talk? Uh, what's been happening? Uh, I've been getting really into the show Salvation on Netflix. Oh, okay. Uh, it's what like, is that about? Yeah. Uh, so what is like, it about? Cockney. What Cockney is that reflet, about? Reflet, Netflix. What is that about? I was talking like my dad. An MIT grad student discovers yeah. an asteroid that's like heading towards the planet. Then oh, Matt like, Damon. Yep. Uh, contacts a tech mogul and is like Bruce Willis. Yo, Bruce Willis. We're all about to die. The Fifth mm-hmm. Element. <laughs> oh. It was the plot um, of all these movies. <laughs> Donald, then, Donald Glover. In in this alternate universe, America had like tried to weaponize a bunch of asteroids and had actually let. So you know the <laughs> right. You know the asteroid that hit Russia like yeah. three years ago. Oh no! So intentional. In, the, in in the TV show world, it's intentional. <gasps> so then, cool plot, cool cool um, yeah. uh, premise. I like that. That's so cool. then, America is doing everything it can to try and divert this asteroid that's just going to hit the planet and to kill hit Russia everyone. instead. And, <laughs> really? And then Russia's like, you're going to try and kill us and is doing everything they can to stop them. And it's like starting World War Three. Wow. While like this asteroid is looming in and killing oh, everyone. You know, and I've got to say. season in a week. I've got to say, no spoilers. But it's probably a bit too late for that now. This no, is, no. That's, <laughs> I'm sure that all happens at the end of episode one. That's yeah, fine. that's like episode one. That's the one. premise. That's, yeah, a, yeah. that's the premise. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, good, cool. good. All right, good. I'm down. Yeah, that sounds... Who's in it? Anyone who's in it? It's, I didn't recognize anyone. I'm, I'm worried because I went and saw Aquaman, and oh, you, yeah? you know what? You know what isn't on the poster for Aquaman? Nicole Kidman's in it. Uh, yeah, I found that out the other day when he told me, and I was like, "Did no. you know?" That is the what? worst. I was I was watching it, and I'm thinking, "All right, we're in for Aquaman, whatever." It was uh, the kids were keen to see it, so I was like, "Superhero movie, school holidays, let's go see Aquaman." But did you like it? We're getting there. <laughs> No, because Nicole Kidman's in it. (laughs) Because they lied to no, they lied to me. It's like I'm going, all right, I'm in, I'm in who's that coming out of the water? Oh, it's a woman with oh god, she's cold as a fish. Who oh god, it's Nicole Kidman. (laughs) And she's just there with her cold face, just like going, just here, fall in love with me. I'm gonna live in this house. Let's have a baby. Oh no, we're being attacked got to fuck off also i'm a mermaid woman yeah oh and i'm a princess do you get and and that was the that was the acting range and the oh you just fell in love with nothing and i i thought they'd canned her from superhero movies ever since i thought they canned her from movies (laughs) i haven't seen her in something in a while it was a surprise and and even in the credits they they said oh you know it's uh jason momoa it's it's this other person it's this other person it's this other person and they were down about 16 people in and then they're like like, and and nicole yeah (laughs) Even they were ashamed of it. Okay, but, 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 but. There's a, there's a few things. Some amazing visuals. Oh, yeah, yep. Like there's a, there's a scene. It's not giving anything away. There's a scene where they're going to the trench. And they're on this boat. And all oh, of a sudden... You're talking about the one where it's like the spire. Yeah, don't spoil it. There's, there's a boat and some sea creatures start jumping out because they're going to this dangerous place in the sea and they're on the deck of the ship and they all run inside and they get these red flares and they're going, Bleh! and, and you know, there was, there's two monsters and then, oh, there's three. And then, oh, oh, hang on, there's five, there's seven. They're getting overwhelmed, but they've got these red flares and they're thinking, right, they're afraid of these. 
and they they're getting a bit too much. Let's dive overboard. And it cuts to a scene where there's the sea and there's a boat on top of the sea, and you can see underwater to great fathoms. And there are just fucking thousands of these oh, things. Oh, wow, And yeah. it's like, oh. And it's all in a red glow because they're carrying these red flares. That's so cool. That I was, love that. That's sick, yeah. That was great. That's convinced me more than anything else to want to go see this movie. Yeah, you should go and see it anyway, Like, just though. because, like, that's cool cinematography and it's cool direction and stuff. Yeah, And they're yeah. thinking about it rather than just being like, they're punching, they're punching. Yeah. There was, there was way too... I'm a, I just got... At some stage, I was just like, there's so much fighting. I'm just sick of the yeah. fighting. But some of the things like early That's on... That's my biggest gripe with superhero movies. Yeah, I was watching Suicide Squad tiring. and I wasn't having a great time. And I was like, one of these people is a human fireball. One of them is like a witch that can control space and time. How are they going to get Will Smith to shoot a gun at anyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. How does Will Smith matter? And I, and I said to Jess in the movies, I was like, I bet some cannon fodder pops up yeah. so that Will Smith has something to do. And what <laughs> yes. happened? The witch was like... How do I solve this problem? I guess I'll make like really fragile like mud men to try and attack them. And Will Smith's like, pa 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 pa, and I was like, he would have been useless if you just gone, oh snap your snap your neck like a yeah. twig from far away with my ethereal powers. It's you just, are so not fun. Uh, no, no, oh, but well, come on. But every single one of these that movies devolves deliver. into a punch fest. Yeah. How like if you if you even think for I know this is silly. If you even think about superheroes being real for a second, actually. <laughs> Why is punching? No, why is punching anything ever the most efficient way to take someone down? That's why. Not really. Ever, a highly right? slagged yeah. off movie, Unbreakable, coming back. I soon really as want Glass. to see that because I watched Split recently. Yeah, you got to see Split and Unbreakable, and then go and see Glass because Glass, Glass is amazing. That I, rec- I starting to think that that's the best super movie, superhero movie ever made because mm. it's really grounded in actual Logan, people, really people. Logan's real people. the best superhero movie ever made. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry. Have you seen it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was gritty, and they were swear- still uh, swearing, still a lot of fighty stuff. Still a lot of fighting, but like he hated it. He it was, was like, brutal. oh, like, and he was like, yeah. and it was, and it was brutal, like viscerally brutal. Like, I love and- Deadpool above. I love oh, De- Deadpool's very good as well. So in, hilarious in, in a way that's taken the piss of itself yeah, and the genre exactly. entirely. The the thing about Logan that really got me was like having superpowers and becoming mentally unstable. Like yeah. the whole yeah. Professor yeah. X storyline. I like that like, kind of stuff. Oh, that, that's messed up. That's, 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 that's real person real, stuff. Real, yeah. And yeah. That's, that's why I think Logan was the best one because it wasn't just these people are super, you can't relate to them. I can't really, really relate to Captain America. No. Uh, and that's uh, why I was like Spider-Man because Spider-Man is really... Is a, a guy. A, is a, is, well, a kid, a kid. Is a teenager who's struggling with all getting acne and girls and high school and all that sort of shit. And then he has to go... And then he has to save New York yeah, and, yeah. and it's this beautiful sort of like... That's, yeah, that's why so, and that's why Superman is so bad. To finish Did off you? on Aquaman, Ooh. early on in the movie, there's a picture of a lighthouse on a book. That book is Dunwich Horror by H.P. Lovecraft. Why isn't it a shadow over Innsmouth? Innsmouth has the fish people, has a sea-related yeah, thing. Yeah. They missed Dunwich a- Horror is just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was stupid and a, a lack of visual. And my last thing, Jason Momoa has wonky eyes. Has anyone noticed this? No, because everyone's looking doesn't. at his body. Yeah, as I soon as I, ca- I met I, him in person, didn't didn't? I was watching the movie and I was like, going, I think he's got wonky eyes, but I'm not going to say anything to anyone ever. <laughs> and then as soon as we got out, Travis goes. Does Jason Momoa have wonky eyes? And I was like, I knew it! He did! He's got wonky eyes! <laughs> like... Yeah, we were setting up a convention booth or something. Not that he that just, matters. He was just wandering around oh, at, nice. at Comic-Con. And I was like, hey, 
Jason. <laughs> and did he did he put he run his hand through his hair like he always does and like shot no, his arm? I think he shook my hey, hand man. and then he walked off. Oh really? There he didn't recognise you from Seven Lane. From Seven Lane Hand, he didn't, no. Oh. He said, Oh, I haven't watched it in a while. Next time. Catch her. Next time. He here he goes, Are you that Kian guy from Oh, oh hey <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Kian. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, yep. I've just been playing a bunch of Magic Arena and uh, oh, a little yes. bit of Super Smash so Bros. Much arena. Midnight so tonight. Much. Midnight tonight. Oh, boy. Ravnica no, Allegiance is 11 o'clock. Yeah. All right, oh, let's wrap this up. Sh- An hour and a half. <laughs> 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 wrap it up. Good okay. Pod. Good pod. I need to go home and good, sealed. Good pod, everyone. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, oh, we've been watching Handmaid's Tale, which I wouldn't recommend for anyone. I've just come back from six months' uh, leave. And so I haven't had to deal with work. And at exactly the same time as I go back to work, I started watching Handmaid's Tale, which is fucking miserable. And I've had to couple that up with going back to work. And life's, life's terrible now. I would but, not have recommended that you start watching that this way because it's very good. It is very good. But, but my God. It's grim and depressing as all hell. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Have you seen it? No. Oh, so dude. On a, like, right. I think it's your, Black up your- Mirror. It's well, a very so, so uh, Black Mirror. No, no. You watch it and it makes you just want to no, no. yourself because the world is terrible. Like, where is Handmaid's Tale on that? Handmaid's right. Tale is a is an important novel to read and know about because it also gets in a lot of discussion and uh, arguments with the actual author, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But um, it as you watch it now and you think about Trump's America, mm-hmm. um, you just really start to worry: how far are we away from this possibly just actually happening? And yeah. it's terrifying because you're watching this. So unreal scenario of people going through terrible things and women's rights has been ripped away from them and this being put into these horrible situations. It's a very a, a woman's movie, mm-hmm. um, but you're thinking, I don't think we're that. You know, we're a couple of yeah. we're a couple of bad months away from this going. Yeah, we're going to do this now. Mm. And I, I don't know where it's based. I tried to do my research on it, but um, my wife Fiona has uh, some friends that have come f- that uh, immigrated from Iran. And they left there because similar. They, she said, a similar thing was happening. Now, Fiona's not the best reference for facts, but I looked it up. She said the Handmaid's Tale was literally happening yeah. in Iran. But but this stuff, <laughs> sort of stuff has happened in country. But because it's like you know, it's not on maybe like Western culture or under our nose. We don't realize it as much, yeah. and we think, oh, maybe that's just the way they're going. But it seems like in 1979 something happened, and there's been these shifts of government that have had dramatic different changes for people in the country. And you think, yeah, well, you know, with America having such a strong influence over the rest of the world and things, you know, and, and when you're watching Hammers Tell, you're going, oh my God, it, this, this, like I said, a couple of bad months away and it could just happen, you know, and you're just thinking this, it's, it's terrifying. Like in, in the, oh, no spoilers, but like, I think I, I like to feel like it can't happen because we feel very safe in our little kind of. Yeah, we do. Bubble, and we feel protected <laughs> by these people who uh, feel the same feelings as us. But you see but the way they sell it and change things. You see the way they sell it to people outside yeah, of, yeah. Um, and it's which, just incensing yeah. the the alt right kind of kind of people, and um, it just mm. takes a few powerful ones to really make it happen. Oh yeah. Anyway, it was very very interesting. It would be a- vital vital viewing, but it is grim. Black. Yeah. It's Black Mirror. Like dark, right? It's, okay, it's mm. grim. So I'll watch it during the sunniest days and the sunniest. And then and yeah. and then get the book or the, or even the, the audio the book. Or yeah, the, and the book was written in the eighties, and it's more relevant now than it. Has yeah, ever been. yeah. Crazy. Like when when I first read it, I was like, oh yeah, that's like a pretty shitty thing that happened to this character and this story, and that mm. was that. Now when I'm watching it, 
and I'm putting it in context to the world, I'm like, oh dear, oh. <laughs> this is, we, we better be watching out. Because it's just stages, you know, there's like these little steps that can happen, you know, it's like we get used to this in this scenario and then some, they change something or take something away or alter something and go, oh, oh yeah, and they go, oh, that's not that. so bad. We still live in a Western country, right? Because, and it's like, yeah. yeah it's like a frog in a boiling pot of water. It's like Nazi Germany. How does that come about? Yeah. And the whole country's on board. It's stages of things just yeah. creeping up. Speaking of which, you played Secret Hitler for the first... Oh, oh, not allowed to talk about that. That's a, become a... Well, I don't know. Am I my argument We sold about, a lot of copies this week. <laughs> yeah. Channel 9 had a, a thing and they got some people to... And I don't know where I come down this because, you know... I'm not a Holocaust survivor and uh, God, that's just the worst stuff. I can't even watch stuff like that on mm. TV. But my, my gripe about that was Channel 9 pushes this and says, oh, Secret Hitler's a terrible game because it's, I think they were saying like it's glorifying Hitler or the Holocaust and things like that. But how much have they made on documentaries on the Holocaust and World yeah. War II movies? Discovery Channel they made is money. entirely all of that. I stopped watching Discovery Channel because it's all about World yeah. War II and Holocaust. And, History and I Channel can't watch it because well, yeah. it's just so awful. And like, yeah, I, th- I think it's easy to look at a board game that you've... Go into a board game shop and you see a copy of it on the shelf and you go, oh my God, I'm, I'm horrified. Uh, because this reminds me of things that people in my family have experienced and told me mm. stories about. But, but like... It's not the only place that you've seen that. And it's not the only movie that... Mm. that and doesn't it's, not even make glorif- it right. it's not even glorifying it. Most of the, a majority of the people in the game are trying to... Destroy rem- Hitler. Re- destroy because Hitler. He's a, remove, because he's an Remove asshole. him from power and stop him. It's about finding him. And it is an allegory for how someone like that can get into power. by mm. like, like So if they did a little more research and, and looked into it... I agree that maybe it's a little gratuitous in its theme. It didn't need to be have Hitler on the box, but like, mm. it's I don't know. I'm not do, sure. Do we have a moral responsibility though to keep talking about the issues? Like, if if we just were like Hitler's a topic which you just can't touch because it affected so many people in such a horrendous way, and then you don't talk about it. It's not mentioned in schools. It's not mentioned in media. So then people just kind of forget about it. So then you get people like Trump who come up yeah. and they have some similarities to Hitler. And because we haven't talked about Hitler in any of our high schools or our yeah, TV you want, shows. Or, you, you want to know about... Because human, yeah. human the, the, like your, your memory is, is very, very short. Like conceiving of 10 years is, is hard. But So it's important to know those things from the past to see where we've gone wrong so we actually do progress and don't fall mm. on the same traps. Mm. But this, this sort of falls into... I, was, I didn't think we were going to talk about this. Otherwise, I would have written down this, um, this author who wrote um, a whole bunch of books uh, that were then turned into this little house on the prairie, which we've probably all heard of, this mm-hmm. TV show that we've all probably laughed about and never watched because we thought it'd be shit. And, and basically, she wrote this book or these series of books at the age of 62, looking back on her life and she was born in like the, the late 19th century, so 1800-and-something. And but in this and and because of it, it's gone so well and it was literary um, highly regarded in the literary world, there was an award handed out in her name and this medallion with her name on with her face on it. Now in the last couple of years, that's been stripped of her name and her her face because they're saying in those books she's looking she's writing in a harsh way about Native Americans, and they're saying that that makes her a bad person. Right. And, and, and Lovecraft comes in this as well because mm. he, you know, he's, he, he like drops the N bomb a couple of times in his 
thing. And he, I think, you know, in the context of modern day, morally, he comes over as a very questionable kind of, mm-hmm. but it, but the, I think in both cases, it's, it's the context of when they wrote them. I'm not, we never say it's right, yeah. but it's the context of when they wrote them has to be taken into consideration because um, can you imagine like in 300 years, would you like to be judged by, or in a hundred years, would you like to be judged by a society then morally judged? Mm. Because then we'll look back on us and go, they were all just fucking terrible. Like, you know, but they might be yeah. looking at us like, environmentally, they're just driving cars around and just throwing yeah, plastic yeah, bottles yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. What's come back? And they'll be putting you in face on Facebook and going, this guy was the worst dude in the world because yeah. he was throwing plastic bottles away mm-hmm. every week. And so, landfill, you know, it's like, it's, it's, so, it's so bad to look back and morally judge yeah. people, I think. I, I, I think that is all true because mm. it's all contextual and and someone was saying um uh like about uh things that we find attractive as yeah. well constant and i was like absolutely not no never never absolutely not yeah. we're much it's more in into like paintings yeah renaissance <laughs> paintings. we're into thick voluptuous women at this point in time in the media and 20 years ago, it was stick-thin models. Yeah. That's literally the media pushing what is correct and not correct, just not in this kind of morally repugnant way. It's just things that we like to look at, you know? Yeah. And so, like, like of, of course, like, nowadays, if you look at some of the stick-thin, you go, wow, she's so beautiful. You're like, but she's unhealthy. It's like, it's, it's kind of like, you can't really rag on that person. It, it's, it's, it's very strange to take all that stuff away from that woman because she wrote a thing in her context. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it, it's very because it's very she, difficult to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. This is something I have always felt very passionate about, and I see it a lot in media today, where like uh, comedians or celebrities are getting raked over the coals for something that they said like six, seven, eight, ten. Comedians years ago. is a different thing entirely. Mm-hmm. I think comedians you should never have to apologize for any of the, anything that they say because they have they have to be a, if there's a line they have to be a little bit over it. Mm. Yeah. Just to be, yeah. just to be interesting, and just like you're pushing the boundaries, and they have to push the boundaries of Otherwise what they're thinking. It's just observational yeah. stuff about airplane food, and right? and sometimes they go over the line, and that's and that's fine. They should you should reel it back into that. That's not saying that anything that Louis C.K. or Bill Cosby has ever done, because they actually did that. Yeah, is they did right. all those things. That's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. But as part of the show, you it's it's a comedy thing to adopt a character, like you know. Yeah. Jim Jeffries, you watch some of his early stuff and he says terrible misogynistic things. And he's talked about on his podcast since where he says, eventually I just realized that everyone in the crowd, a lot of people in the crowd were just going, yeah. And they weren't laughing long going, yeah, because they thought it was funny. They were going, that's what I believe. And he's like, well, I don't want you to come to my show ever again, you know? So it's, yeah, it's comedy is just like a a different thing. It's, that's, there's the, whatever they're saying is in the context of it being a comedy Mm. show. And they're, you know, just trying to be uh, controversial or trying to, you know, just, I know sometimes it's it's just, oh, no, I can't say that either. Oh, man. It's tough. See, that's the thing. It's like, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough line. Yeah. It's tough to talk about. Oh, let's talk some magic. Yeah, let's do Probably. that. Let's yeah. do that. Magic's, oh, we went. magic's better. Man, <laughs> man, we got heavy. Look, this is the pre-release preparation podcast. So <laughs> <sighs> the, hope, adjust your moral compass. And, to uh, be a magic player. And yeah. we're talking about like Handmaid's Tale, the world's <laughs> going to shit, Hitler. It's let's go a good time. It's all about context, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our is. context is we're excited about magic, the hey, gathering. <laughs> you, know what, you know what's super exciting? We don't have an advert today because I forgot to write it and put it in. But I, so instead, instead... Oh, let me just 
Let me just get, get it I can up. just I can just do it off the dome. No, no, forget about that. This week. Oh, this month. <laughs> this No, no, this month, because we have amazing new blobs, we would like to give a shout-out and an advert yeah. to uh, Both Worlds School of Music. The Both Worlds School of Music in uh, Burwood, New South Wales, mm. is the place to go. If you want to learn some cool new tunes, vibes, yeah. beats. You want to learn some... Learn some guitar yeah. skills from from one of the guests. This like Daniel there, he's just like knocking out. He knocked out these uh, blobs for yeah, us. Yeah, dude's a he, dude's a wizard, and he can just a put, magical magical wizard. He does, and he's talking things about how he wrote them and what he did that we just we just go good. He's like, good. I tried this seven over four thing, but I really didn't. And I was like, yeah. yes, wow, there's I some agree. numbers there. <laughs> <laughs> now, like if you're if you're near Burwood or in New South Wales or let's say a state. Adjoining New South Wales, like the one Go get your above music it lessons from... and below it, and maybe to the west of it. Yeah, what you need to do is get down to Burwood, both world studios. Get your music on from Daniel. He's a he's a guitar god, and uh, looks he does a he does a Bruce Springsteen tribute show. He does he, he, he plays does, in a whole bunch of different bands. Yeah, no, but he does a good bandana. He wears a bandana well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, that's the advert. Right after this, we're going to bust the booster, uh, figure out some cards. Uh, this, oh, no, we're going, to, we're going to do some listener questions first, and then we're going to bust the booster and, and give it away. All right. Right back after this amazing blob from Both World Studios. Listener questions. Listener questions. All right. We threw out the, uh, the question to the folks in Facebook land. Uh, just, you know, what's going on for you with... Uh, well, we didn't ask a question at all. We just, we just, just fire some questions our way. I said MTG related. MTG related. <laughs> about the MTG. But and people took a Ravnica allegiance slant. Which is good, because that's what we're here to do. Mm. Uh, so we just picked out a few of them here, and we'll, we'll get stuck straight into it. Uh, Luke Hesford, in, uh, in Guilds of Ravnica, it felt like the meta decks drifted away from the core feel of the guilds. For example, Golgari ended up being an explore deck without utilizing guild mechanic undergrowth. Yeah, less said about that. <laughs> Do you guys feel the new meta will run decks that run their guild keyword to inspire the complete theme of the decks? Now, so, we've, seen, we've seen some spoilers. That might give you a bit of a clue. I kind of disagree with the premise of the question. I, d- I also disagree with the premise of the question. Because, okay. like, uh, Selesnia and Izzet, to me, felt both very real to their guild. Mm. And I felt Demir did. Or oh, you, you said you kind Luke, of... Luke is saying in, const- in Guilds of Ravnica standard. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like Selesnia tokens is all about oh, like sure. convoke. And is it is... Yeah. Drake, well, it's it's Drake, all about spells, spells matter. matters. I agree. You know, yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay. So... In Constructor, Demir although, was dog shit. Go- <laughs> <laughs> Golgari was... Uh, let's not talk about undergrowth. Undergrowth is the black sheep. It was mm. terrible, right? Hot garbage. There's no undergrowth card that gets played in standard. Whereas, uh, is there a rare? Uh, every now and then, Azoni has seen play. Azoni, yeah. Like, Azoni gets played in the black fringe, green. It's mm. fringe play. Um, l- Luke, this happens with every single set that comes out. They usually push one or two cards with the guild mechanic on them for constructed play. Like, if you look back, let's, let's look at um, Detain from Azorius. Really great, flavorful Azorius mechanic. Mm. Only really works in like tempo decks because they were always attached to the small creatures. What detain cards saw play in standard? <laughs> Liev Sky Knight saw some fringe no, play in like blue white tempo. Never. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. 
really flavorful, fit with a guild, doesn't hit constructed play, maybe Lavinia of the Tenth. Oh, no. Sort of like, like a little bit. You'd be better off using Evolve as like an example. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. Experiment one yep. and. Uh, a Cloudfin Raptor. A Cloudfin Raptor, yeah. like, saw lots of constructed play. Yeah. But, but really, if you think about it, those are just power toughness. Yeah. mechanics like so like detain's not a mechanic you can really build around undergrowth is a mechanic you can build around and glow spore shaman's a cool enabler for it yeah. and um it's the only way undergrowth is going to work with the with the in constructing because mm. it certainly wasn't working limited and um stitches supplier is also yep, really yep. good as well but those um stitches supply wasn't put in guilds of ravnica because it would power undergrowth too much so they put it in the set before mm. uh, and then but, they just didn't print enough good payoffs for all the enablers. But his question is talking about Ravnica Allegiance, mm-hmm. and I have to say these mechanics look very constructive viable. Yep. A bunch of the cards with Riot basically just read Have Haste, good, yeah. which mm-hmm. is very constructive viable. Addendum cards, there's a couple of them that I think will see standard play just mm-hmm. The draw, th- draw three, scry three, and, if it's your main phase one. And yeah. there's a couple of cards that if you cast a... And I, don't, uh, I haven't read it thoroughly enough myself, but you cast an instant or something in your main phase. That's addendum. Yeah, payoff, that's right? addendum. Mm-hmm. No, no, but there's an addendum payoff as well for other cards. Yeah, that was yeah. the one I just said. So it's draw three, instant speed. But if you do it in your main phase, you get to scry three, then draw three. Yeah, but that's and just addendum, right? That's just addendum. Yeah, but I thought there was a couple of addendum matters kind of cards. So there's a couple of cards. There's that, a few. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Information campaign yeah which <laughs> no. is whenever you cast an instant in your main phase yeah return, to your, return to your hand or whatever uh but i i actually yeah. think every mechanic from this set will see standard so very quickly afterlife from orzov it's good because it's just value yep. when the creatures die make some one ones orzov sure uh blue blue green adapt is just a mana sink the creatures are generally pretty efficient, and then you can load them up with another activated ability if you want as well. And uh, cards like Hadama's Climb are going to trigger yeah. adapts all over. Because they often trigger from a plus one, plus one being put on them. It doesn't matter whether it's from their adapt. So are we going to see people playing standard decks with the themes derived from Ravnica uh, Legion? Yeah, but they will be yes. buffed as standard always has worked from things in other sets. Yeah, yeah for, for instance, the Explore decks might start to play some of the uh, Adapt cards because some of the Adapt cards read like creatures you control with 1-1 counters have flying. So suddenly your Merfolk Branchwalker has flying because it got yeah, it's a 3-2 flying it, you know. for 1 to green. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. The answer is? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. In, in Return of Ravnica, there was there was plenty of like you know we're slagging out, slagging off uh, Golgari. There was plenty of um, like sort of graveyard manipulation going on there, wasn't there? Like scavenge was the mechanic in Return to Ravnica. Yeah. Did that see any? Standard I think Slitherhead play? saw some yeah, Slitherhead. play. That's what card I was thinking of. Deadbridge Goliath maybe saw some play because the the scavenge was I cheaper was than the cost. Big green dumb dudes, and I never played. Like, yeah, I played against him a little bit. No, but, okay. Yeah, I I got a that, lot of value out of the marquee red, so cards. Were like not what, very. What was the Golgari mechanic from like Ravnica City of Guild? Dredge. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah okay. So, so, Super yeah. busted. So, yeah, broken beyond belief. Yeah, yeah. unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donald Sutherland. What is the uncommon in the set that you think will most likely see constructed play? Rhythm of the Wild. Which one's that? Is that the Everything Gets Riot? <laughs> no, he's yeah, just, that's Everything Gets Riot. This is the rhythm of the wild. Uh-oh. Mystic Snake. 
More than Rhythm of the Wild? I don't yes. think so. Mystic Snake is stupid. <laughs> In one deck. No! Like, just the fact that I the get... The deck to- to produce green, green, blue, blue on turn four and want a vanilla 3-2 after that so, point. I would like to remind you of a blue-green card which very recently got banned which had the exact same stat line. Rogue Refiner. It the cost card- three and it, made, and it drew you a card and made you a bunch of energy and was easier to cast... So this card and fit in the most broken deck and standard that was still good after it got banned. This allows <laughs> you to just play a card, counter something that they and you get do, a, and you get a thing and you get a dude. Get like a it's dude. the same premise. Like it's two cards on one. You just grind out some value. You just and like okay, I have that. What, de- of- what deck does it go in? Golgari, like just, Golgari's yeah. a black green deck. Sultai. It's a blue. A Wait, didn't we just decide that Golgari was garbage? Well, not with Mystic fucking snake, <laughs> apparently. Okay, what, what is the card I think Kian was saying called? Golgari was garbage. No, he's like, no, it's good. He's saying None it's going to be a three-color deck now with the new... Oh, the okay. New okay, right. for everyone who doesn't know, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about Frilled Mystic. Frilled Mystic, yeah. Which is a almost functional reprint of Mystic Snake. Yeah, with, with more power. I think that there will be... Well, I don't know if we need to pack bet this, but I bet that... Um, Rhythm of the Wild sees far more play Ooh. than See, the thing Thrilled is, Mystic. Right, right I here. Want you heard it now. Right. Yeah, like, I want you to be right. I will be right. Because live... it goes in every deck that you play Red Green in. And you play turn two off Llanowa Elves. I want to live in the world <laughs> where <laughs> that card is better than Mystic. Snake. Okay, I've, so what I've done, I've played a, I've played a Steam Vents into play Tapped. And my yep. opponent plays Rhythm of the Wild on turn two off the Llanowa Elves. Mm. How do I win that game as a control deck? You don't. You don't. Yeah, you lose immediately. <laughs> Fucked up. Unless this is they a... shocked it and spell pierced. Boy, I really hope people sure. tune in now and miss out on that Handmaid's Tale bit and just listen to this bit now. <laughs> this is what it's about. Yeah. Uh, I Donald... really miss Kevin on this podcast. Oh, I know. It's so good. It's good. Good times. Aww. You don't get this when Anthony's on, let's be real. No, we're not allowed to argue with Anthony. No. He He's says, just always right. Although, he goes, black is unplayable in the set. And we go, he can change your mind about that? He's like, I'm mine. And then in two weeks, he's like, yeah, black's pretty good. And we're like, why we did say, you record that podcast? We say we're not going to um, argue with Anthony tonight, but he'll be on the stream in a minute. We'll be arguing with him. So look, look forward us, to so that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no comments. He'll be pointing, pointing out where we're wrong. Uh, Donald did go on to, after talking with Kian on the, uh, was, uh, he disqualifying that he was thinking of standard, but, uh, in other formats, modern and legacy, is there anything that's popping out early? Uh, skewer the critics in, in modern is a, uh, three damage to any target at yeah, sorcery the, speed. The bolt re- yeah. The functional bolt. Yeah. Oh, it's like a sorcery speed bolt if you've already damaged them. So now there's about five different ways to deal three damage for one mana he's in saying, mono red. He's saying in Legacy Terramander is the card? Yeah, that's that a pretty card, cool card. Yeah. The that's ceiling a- on that card is like better than Delva, mm-hmm. which is really scary. Yeah, because, because Delva's a 1 1 without flying and it turns into a 3 2 flying, and Terramander's a 1 1 flying already, and it has 7 in a blue. Yep. And it costs one less for each instant and sorcery in your graveyard, and it gets adapt 4, so it becomes a 5 5 flying. Yep. If you're talking about ceilings and flyers, I've I've seen birds fly into this podcast, and it's not good for them. They just keep flying into the ceiling until they knock themselves unconscious. With Terramander, we don't so, even know where the ceiling is, so he can just keep flying forever. No, good for him. Good he'll, for he'll, him. He'll work out. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, cards, cards, dope. I like it. All right, Bryce Meredith here with the, the tongue firmly 
jammed in the side of his cheek. He says, do you think Ravnica Allegiance will be a riot? No, I think it will be a after, La- after, after life. After life. No, no, no. It will be a controlled, very calm protest. That's the opposite of a riot, right? Uh, no, the opposite no, of riots staying at home. Yeah, watching telly, <laughs> <laughs> eating eating cheese and onion eating, chips. Yeah, listening uh, to Seven Land Ham. Why mm. would you do that? Now I want cheese and onion chips. Yeah, I know. why would you go to a I riot always, when there's cheese and onion chips? I always like cheese and onion chips. Seven lands. Anyway, Bryce, no is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut Bryce. Up, Bryce. <laughs> uh, Zeke, stop. That's a great name. Mm. What do you think will happen with the Bolas no, Bolas arc? And further, do you think what do you think will be the next story arc? Oh God, mm. Zeke! Okay, don't so, make us go there. <laughs> so this is coming from the fact that if you turn the set symbol on its head, it no, has... this is bullshit. It doesn't look like Bolas's horn. It, it does objectively look like Bolas's like horn. I can't horn. see what it is. I'm pretty sure they've said it. Though they did in say a, it. In official Oh, no, they yeah. have. They've, they've said that. Oh, but you okay. think it just doesn't. <laughs> no, it looks, it looks like four lots of Toblerone Shut up, mountains. David. Yeah. Shut and up, David. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way. How, how oh, does it go bump, 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 bump? You have to flip it around. No, but they've already flipped it upside down. They say negative space. looks like his horns. But his horns yeah. are like... Whoosh, whoosh, you know, like yeah. like a U, and this is four bumps. They were trying to make it subtle, but but they they're not very good at doing that. What they did, they were so subtle that they drew something completely un- irrelevant, <laughs> yeah. and then using words they said, "Ah, oh, that's Bolus's horns." Look, I'd anyway, love it. I'd excusing love it whether he's at the set symbol or not, <laughs> yeah, I think Bolus is going to defeat the Gate Watch, and it's going to be thank sp- goodness a- for that again. And it's going to be splintered across the multiverse after War of the Spark, which apparently is the name of the third oh. set. Yep. you heard it here first. Let's have land hand. Right, I just right leaked. News. I just Breaking leaked news. it. So how? Sorry, I just leaked seven seven land it, hand work leaks. This is like, seven leaks land hand. hand. I consider this to be a huge flavor win, and it just makes me a little bit happy inside. Yeah, Toblerone. So every mm, single Planeswalker in Guilds of Ravnica or Ravnica Allegiance is on uh, side. Nicol Bolas's side. Yeah. Like, and that, to me, is just super cool. Mm. Every love- what? Planeswalker? So, so each, ev- each guild that has a Planeswalker as the leader mm-hmm. is a Bolas-aligned guild. Oh, except really? they all have a resistance. What's that mean? Well, that's, so, I, so, like, I uh, electronics there's the leader of the guild, which mm-hmm. is the plane. Oh, and then they have a, a, a legendary who's the, a, a resistance leader yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's where cool. you get, like, Lavinia and the Gruul. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's why... Waiting Prime, Prime, for... Prime's big... Oh, no, sorry. That's uh, I can't remember green. what the Orzov one is called. But essentially, you a have... Taser. Taser. Yeah. yeah, you have these characters which are, like the anti-guild leadership and I, I look the story side of me is just like oh my god yeah it's, so cool. they, they've done some cool stuff subtly and yeah i think in this set oh so what we think is going to happen with the bolus arc very quickly bolus is they're going to have a big war bolus mm. and his minions are going to defeat the gate watch and then we're going to see a little bit of the anti-gate watch running rampant for a while which has been running for the last few years as far as we're yeah. concerned uh, anti- the- anti-gate watch by the way is all the cool planeswalkers and they'll be the new like yeah Okay, Gatewatch Gatewatch gets destroyed, right? Some people get maimed, hobble off, and will not see him for a few years. A couple of them get killed off, right? Which out of them, which two, which three would you keep alive? Because you. Okay, Jace has to stay alive. Like, no, Jace, no, 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 Jace... not what I'm saying. Maybe it's like which... I think Jace dies. Which, I think Jace which dead. three? Which or... three? 
Which three would you like to see alive? Which three do you think wizards will keep alive? Uh, I would keep hmm. Chandra, Liliana. I would keep Jace, I guess. Ah, oh. I just hate Gideon. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> nailed yes. on. Nissa, no one knows yeah. who she is. She's, and Nissa's just the yeah, whatever, mate. I I really struggle with this because my, my who else is in it? Teferi. Yeah, he did an oath. No. When yeah, Teferi's in, in yeah, the Gatewatch did oath now. Of he did an oath. Oh, technically, Nyssa isn't part of the Gatewatch anymore. Like she oh, she left. Off. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, she got stoned with Chandra and pulled that funny face. That's and like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and, and Vraska's... Isn't Vraska part of the Gatewatch now? No. no. Not no. yet. But isn't she, oath like, mind-controlled oh. or something? Uh, she's on Bolas' side. Yeah, yeah, but she's being mind-controlled by Bolas. Yeah, but she's definitely not joined the Gatewatch yet. Yeah, yeah, but, like, Jason and her had a thing on the ship. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, the, yeah. Like, they had the Sexy Gorgon sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is really hard for me because the player in me just wants uh, Chandra, Jace, and Nyssa because they're the colors <gasps> I identify most with. <sighs> but Lily. Liliana's like got to be Liliana there. I like Liliana as a character, yeah. but she's had some really good planeswalkers, so they can just kill her off. No, oh, <laughs> that's she's so good. Six yeah. out. She's had like two of the best planeswalkers of all time. Yeah, true. J- I, I think know, Jason, keep, Jason, you... Gideon, Gideon have to Dead. go, and I think Nissa's. So I'm keeping Liliana nailed on, and so even though I don't like Chandra's, you know, sort of whiny character, maybe keep her. <laughs> And, and a fairy, I guess. And a Johnny, just because he's got a massive. Oh, a Johnny's there. I would keep a Johnny rather Ajani, than Jace. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Sorry, that was the actual so, answer. I keep Liliana, a Johnny, and, and Chandra. No, I don't. I don't. You're Tef- not allowed to. Teferi's like nailed on afterwards. He's we're he's a all piece, right. We're a PC is he the society. new Jace? Is he the new Jace? Yeah, like I they're think like so. we have to be a bit more. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Kill off Jace and let's have. Teferi. Over the next few sets, if there's a mono blue Teferi replacing Jace, I'd be like, Aces. Jace is just dead. Imagine that. No like, more hoodies. So cool. How cool would it be if they did that? Yeah. I, that I would be would bold. Like, that would be and bold. I, I would like if it. we then got an undead Jace who was black. Tavares already black. No, no, as in like color oh, black. black. <laughs> god damn it, Aaron. Oh, my God. <laughs> they have to kill Gideon because he'll get replaced by Elspeth when she comes back. I'm still waiting for the white black. Yeah. Undead yeah. Elspeth. Yeah. All right, I can't read what I think are Japanese characters, so I don't know who wrote this next question. Oh, it's Zero. Zero, he plays at Morley. Zero Sakurashi. How yeah. do you know that? I like Zero. Because he, um, he plays standard. And she's no, but standards. how can you read that? You I know his face from his profile picture. But it's yeah, tiny. Yeah, he's a I, I put, oh, I put, this, my, mouse, I put my mouse over it and it gets bigger. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I put my mouse over like it every Friday night. He's a Zero. Zero, lovely, lovely dude. Oh. Yeah. Helped a guy who was having an epileptic fit in the store. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. God ambulance. Wow. What a Zero. guy. You're a hero. Zero's going to win this booster. Stories like that. We'll Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, Zero's rough. the best. It's rough for Zero everyone else. The hero. All right, let's see. let's see if he can go backwards from this high, 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 high mark high. that he's uh, reached yeah. already with this question. He could go backwards. Here we go. There's only one way to go. Many people see Healer's Hawk as the best value common for Pauper across the Guilds of Ravnica release. Ooh. What are your thoughts on which card this will be for Pauper across the RNA release? Oh, God. This is... Oh, I only just got the ribonucleic acid bit from the intro. Yeah, there you go. RNA release. I told you that. I told you that about the intro jokes. There's like... And you get Before I left the house five. this morning, I had a DNA release, though. As well? I had a DNA release. Did you? That might not be entirely your DNA. That might have been lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I quench... Now, that 
yeah, Quench is. Oh no, because Manalik already exists, and it's just Healer's yeah. Hawk was quite a beast for a, for a common. We had a lot of one mana, one drop, uh, one 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 uh, one so, mana, one one. Yeah, good cards. This if if there's a card that makes it into pauper, I'm not saying it will be this, but I want it to be this. <laughs> and this is the new uh, like ravenous rats. The, but the right. blue one. Oh, the blue one, and you yeah, can put yeah. as many as you want in yeah, your yeah. deck. Yeah. So it's, it's that mechanic where you can put as many as you want. Kyle, in start deck. collecting these straight away. Oh god! Which uh, look, it's just super funny. But essentially, it says uh, what's the name of the card? Uh, I can't pronounce that. All right, the card is called Persistent Petitioners. Perfect. Uh, so one of the target player uh, puts the top two cards of their library into their graveyard. You can tap four untapped advisors you control. Target player puts the top 12 cards. How many people when this card is got it, scored it went and looked at all the cards that existed in standard with the advisors? I was going to say, there's a subtype advisor. There's like two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, look. Go on, advisor tribal. Advisor playing card, advisor tribal? I hope it's that one. Yeah. Uh, there's a... There's a few that are all right, but a lot of the power in the set is um, uncommon. Um, uh, Skewer the Critics is the answer, because that's a common. I thought it was an uncommon. How much oh, okay, yep, yep. Yeah. Skewer the How Critics. How much is it? Co- what's the casting cost? Three, but it costs right. one red if they've been dealt damage this turn. Oh, okay. Which work? I am so sad that this isn't an uh, instant. Like, it would be f- I think it would be too good. Yeah. Because end of turn, you just go, bolt you, skewer you, skewer you, like... The thing is, like, I wish they had templated it differently because I feel like the reason it wasn't an instant is because Shocklands exist. So, <laughs> like, I, I didn't even think of that. They just go, yeah, cool, fetch, and you're like, skewer you? And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's why. So, that so makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you're right. From a, from a standard balance perspective, <laughs> it is not an instant because you can shock a Shockland and then you get dealt three damage and that's a five point swing that's a really feel bad moment Mm. but i feel like it could have been an instant if they had allowed the templating to be like you dealt them damage if you dealt them damage yeah if you did the damage not them doing the damage yeah yeah but i understand that that's a bit more complicated and this is one of the side effects and look the card is fine as it is Mm. i just i would have quite liked if there had been an actual bolt analog in standard Obviously, we've got Wizards Lightning, which is kind yeah, of I, close. I don't think you can have two. Mm-hmm. And and I keep thinking about Wizards Lightning, and I'm like, they really pushed how good this card is. Yeah, like, yeah. like they it's could have crazy. made it another Lightning Strike. They could have made it cost one less, like they usually do with the counter spells in that. But they actually made Lightning Bot and counter spell. But you just got to put a lot of Wizards in your deck. And I was like, kudos to them for doing yeah. that. Yeah, there's some good Wizards though. Like, and there's some great Wizards, decent we're, Wizards in there. Like the we're getting some new ones too. Oh. Really? Yeah, there's That's like exciting. Elf Shark Wizard or something. Oh, like, I'm not playing that in my mono red deck. Isn't the Viashuna Pyromancer? He's, he's a wizard. wizard. Yes, yeah. yeah, so you get him out. He smashes the guy and the opponent in the face for two just for arriving. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, your Wizard's Lightning costs two less. Yeah. It's like. And, um, uh, you know, Lava Runner. You just yeah. shock you, Wizard's Lightning you, hit you for two with my guy. Seven points in one turn. Pretty yeah. easy. Nasty stuff. Uh, so that was... That yeah, was the answer is skewer the critics. Zero. Mm. Thank you. Yep. Um, Kira Harcourt, does the aesthetic appeal of an artwork on the card affect its value in any way? And he shouted, any way, even in the slightest. To clarify, I'm talking about its overall market value, not the value to an individual. Mm. Um, uh, of course, it does. 
yes, in foil. So yeah, yeah, in foil. So so I think foil. I think the the visual appearance of a foil card definitely does because it It pumps up the prices on all the cards. Uh, But 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 also foils are just generally rarer. Yeah. So you're also paying for how little of them there are. But like, uh, so Fiend Slayer Paladin is always my go-to example for this. Fiend Slayer Paladin, prettiest foil I've ever seen. The card is worth some amount of money in foil. And sees play nowhere. Mm. Like, it's not even really good in Commander. It is in a couple of cubes, but it is worth a bit because the foil looks pretty. Mm. The prime example for this for me is Basic Lands. You can put whatever planes yeah. you want in your mono white deck, but I could also get foil, full art, unstable lands for all 20 of my things, and they have yeah. no play But that's a good argument for foil yeah. having no, you know, no influence mm. on it either. You can just have, like, full art, lands and it's yeah. the artistic appeal of a card um, but, and, but then also like if, if we assume that mm, I don't know if it's good to assume but uh, if we assume there's about as many Battle for Zendikar full arts as there are full arts for the next set that didn't have full arts people would much rather pay a dollar for a full art land yeah. than they would for a basic so people that's, people that's have, a prime example of just people have started to take nothing. full art lands for granted because they've been around for the last few years and they'll disappear do you remember the drought before Battle yeah. of Zendikar people were buying fat packs like they were going out of business we yeah. yeah we were just, we just going crazy I'm pretty sure I gave you art. some sealed packs of thing for your for when I went to your house the first time yeah. housewarming yeah housewarming but yeah, it's the, I, you, you guys would be better commenting on the actual um, overall market value and the value to individual because I, I'm right into it just for like I, I collect Raymond Swanland cards just because mm. like I've loved Banefire for years just because it's sick looking yeah. and all of a sudden hey it's back <laughs> so and, and as much of money like it's ten is there ten dollars each or whatever wow yeah. I I think <clears throat> but it's not because good, of the way it looks it's because it can artwork. finish the game for you. A good artwork is worth a lot of money because they can stick it on playmats and sleeves and deck boxes and they can mm. make money that way. Yeah. But when you have the intersection of a good artwork and a good yeah. uh, card, yeah. that's when things go insane. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you get prints and playmats that are sold for yeah. double. It, what it kind you of get. adds to the whole vibe of the card's mythos, you know. Like if mm. Jace the Mind Sculptor didn't have such yeah. cool iconic artwork, if he was just a daggy boring like so jace. many other jace so if, cards if jace looked like jace memory adept with the yeah. anime garbage oh. <laughs> hair 10 bucks off every copy of jace the yeah. mind sculptor yeah, yeah. the history of time right like because it's just like jace the mind sculptor yeah like it's cool it is cool um but jace, jace memory adept cool. that was cool yeah, yeah. i the, that's speculative by the way kira the, <laughs> like, i don't know if it inverse, would actually affect it by ten dollars the inverse of this is like cards like the jewel lands I actually don't like many of the dual lands. They look ugly. Yeah, Tiger is my favorite. Yeah, it's the fucking. They chose that bot, that ringed bot. They're like, okay, how do we make this land look like a land that taps for red and green in the in revised alpha beta? Right. We're like, let's make concentric squares of alternating (laughs) colors. That'll look great. And then put black text over the top. Ooh, yeah. Like, that's you can't really joke. look back on that Alpha and Beta and look ugly. for good artwork, though, because it was but just they some classic artwork. Oh, there but is not very much good artwork. I would say. Yeah. They, well, Black Lotus. I I maintain that original Black Lotus still looks fantastic. Now, see, if I just saw that as a just as an in a second hand store and it was just this piece of art, I'd just be like, what a piece of shit. <laughs> I would well, go anywhere. I, I agree. <laughs> this, this is going back. 
This is going back to what we talked about earlier on this podcast. Context is important. The oh, artwork, yeah, yeah. Like the artwork at the time, that was phenomenal. Like No, it wasn't. It no. wasn't phenomenal. We have we Best, have literally okay. if we, we have literally talked to Noah Brad artwork. we've talked to Noah Bradley about this in this very room. Yeah, yeah. And we said to him, How come like um you know, the, the great artists of all time can bang out masterpieces and they're just awesome. And then somewhere in the 80s and early 90s, there's just such shit art and like <laughs> alpha beta, you know, like all of a sudden, at the beginning of the 90s, magic starts. And all of the card art is dreadful. And he said it's because it was, it was um, pay on publication. And most people that did the artwork for it thought they were never going to get paid because this game was never going to go to publication. Yep. So they did this art and went, there you go. There's just some sort of piece of crap art. Fantasy just, art. I was banging out really quick. There you go. Yeah. And then it went to print and it was out there as a card, but they didn't really care because yeah. they didn't really think it was going like, to go anywhere. I think the magic was going to last the three years. The Moxes also, objectively, if you saw that art now, you'd be like, what is going on with but, that? But now... Yeah. I think Black Lotus is... Actually... I agree. Black Lotus is one of the most beautiful ones in Alpha. For sure. But, but it's also one of the ones... Lotus, new Black Lotus so is much better. Oh, yeah. But yeah. that's it, you know? Yeah, yeah, But... but, but when media. You, but when you, you want have... the old-fashioned one. I've started to fall in love with the old-fashioned magic cards, which have got art on there, which I would never like. But I like them because they're... They there's old a nostalgic magic, yeah. old magic cards. Oh. Uh, look. Hey, they, they did... Okay, they did Rubinia Soul Singer. Like, she's a really good band commander, right? I think you can gain control of a creature or something. I saw the new one, which had the new style magic, an elf with a with a lyre, and she's enchanting people to come close to you. And I was like, that is objectively great. The old one is ugly as sin, mm. and I would much rather have that as my commander because yeah. it's like, oh, it's so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the, pa- what's the pacif- pacificate or pacify? Pacifism. Pacifism, and it's got that zombie with the flower growing yeah, out Yeah, and the little guy on his shoulder. When yeah. I started playing Magic, I saw that, and I thought, that's one of the worst-looking cards ever. And then they've come out with, they've reprinted it several times, and they've changed the artwork on it. Mm-hmm. And now, I like the old one, yeah. the zombie with the flowers growing yeah. out of him. Swords <clears throat> to plowshares. Do you like the new one? I yes. like the new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old one with the, with the awkward sword that's turning into birds is yeah, so yeah. lame. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ragging on... Ranking on classic art. Yeah. Augusta Bakshi. Oh. oh hang on. Um, Augusta yeah, Bakshi. Yeah. Final question. The new standard feels really good. And be- oh, sorry. You hey, read the question? Yeah, sorry. Still my oh, goodness. Still my, still my job. I won't sorry. have anything to say. Do you want to ask the question? No. Yeah, ask do, yourself do we a like? question. <laughs> uh, Shut up, Aaron. The, the new standard f- feels really good and balanced, probably because of the new design team. I think. I think. <laughs> They've always got new design teams yeah. with someone at the top. That uh, Wizards of the Coast hired, which was filled with pro players and all. Do you think, one, that the standard is way better than back in the excellent standard where there were a lot of bands <laughs> that left a decent amount of players unhappy? Well, that one, yeah, I'll look forward to that answer. Mm-hmm. And two, do you think Ravnica Allegiance will keep the standard happy and healthy? <laughs> yes. Over can to I, you, Aaron. Can I feel this? Can I feel this? Please, <laughs> sure. please. Uh, <laughs> yes, and it has nothing to do with the new design team. Ooh, hot so, take. Ooh. So if you look back over standards of the past like 10 years, yeah. and I've now played nearly nine years of standard uh, competitively, oh. so I can actually. I only thought you were this. nine years old. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Play it out of the womb. Yeah. <laughs> every every time he there are multicolored sets in standard. 
standard is better. Like multicolored cards oh. give them a better design platform with more flexibility to do more interesting things. So think back to all the standards that you have enjoyed. Yeah, they right. all resolve around some kind of multicolored set. Return to Ravnica cards yep. of Tarkia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the flip side to that is every single time there are multicolored sets, there is good mana. So the two things kind of come together and you have multicolored cards and good mana. So you think they just stumbled into a good standard? I, I, also, no, think... I also think the design <coughs> team has helped, For sure. but the old design team, I think, would have had a smash hit because we still would have had shock lands, we still would have had check lands, and we still would have had like uh, Golgari Fine Broker, the CZ, CCDD uh, th- now cycle, that, that Now kind of that stuff. bit, I don't know. But my theory for that is, what were you going to say? I was going to say, you know, with multicolored cards, the 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 you know you're saying on the other side of it, the, the other side of it, there'll be there'll be some discussion, I imagine, that when there are multicolored sets, new players are a little bit more taken aback. It's yep. it's so much easier to step in and go, I'm playing white, I'm playing red, I'm yep. playing green. If you start mixing it up, it's like, Ugh, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I can remember watching my first pro like GP game, you know, like the camera over the top of these pro players. And I was looking at the cards going, where are their lands? I was looking for basic lands. I couldn't see any. I was oh, like, true, yeah. what are these guys doing? They're not even playing lands. You know, I was just yeah. completely baffled. Um, I, there's people who've been playing for years that still are not into buying lands. They go, oh. yeah, I'll pay $200 for Mythics. And they go, it's $10 for an isolated chapel. And they go, ha, ha, ha. No, I, I, think, I no. think where we are lands now is, where is it's a at. really good midpoint. Like, I think yeah. you, three color decks in standard is perfect. But when mana stepped into like being too when good, mana goes too far, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but re- remember the Battle for Zendikar, uh, yeah, fetches, fetches shocks, yeah, yeah, and uh, cha- and the uh, it was uh, like body lands, fetchable jewels, fetchable jewels, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were playing like Jeskai Black. You were playing a three color deck that was splashing black for yeah. t- three. I was playing five color Siege Runner Bring to Light in that. Form. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, like that's when it kind of went a little bit too far because you just ended up with piles of good stuff. Yeah. Whereas where we're at right now, we have two and three color decks which are consistent, but there are still one color options, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Why can't we have more Buddy Lands? Buddy Lands good. No, buddy... All of them are in standard. All the no, different. Well, yeah, color but, combinations. I mean, okay. Well, stop. Well, stop. Well, stop with the shock lands, the gates. I don't want to come in tapped. I just want to go. There you go. I've played a basic land, and then shock lands don't come in tapped for the low, low price of two, of two life. life. I, I don't shock. <laughs> I don't shock myself in standard at, almost at all. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Just it, it just kind of tap. never because because come you only tapped. ever really have four to eight in your deck. It just kind of always works around your curve. You very rarely need to do it. So. Mm. Have you ever done the thing where you're playing like uh, blue red drakes? Yeah, and you shock to represent your a counter spell. Yeah, to to represent spell yeah. Such a good feeling. Yeah, it's good. Um, like, what what, what, what are you talking it, about? But... What are you talking about? What is that? What did you just say? We're like saying you, sh- you shock to represent. Oh yeah. Instant. So so if you're if you think your opponent's going to play Teferi on turn five. Okay. No no no. I'm talking like turn one. Oh, in turn one, what what non creature spell do you want to counter on turn one? Like Legion's Landing, those kind of oh, things. yeah, right. like sure. Search for a Scanter. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, three mana Planeswalkers if they're on the play and have played I, like Elvish. Oh, so you're shocking yourself just to be ready to counter something that they no 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 you don't have it you don't have it to pretend that yeah you pretend have you have it. It. oh okay. right uh, an actual like a more like tangible example is <laughs> you're blue red and you're on the play you go turn five crackling Drake. 
and you go shock my steam vents so you have blue yeah. slash red mana up and the only thing <clears throat> that could possibly represent is opt or spell pierce if your opponent's playing a teferi deck P-I-E- they will not play a teferi R-C-E. there because yeah. you'll just be like spell pierce but you don't even have it R-C-E. so i'm spelling pierce spell pierce p-i-e-r-c-e good um uh <laughs> they won't play teferi into it I think that's a more tangible yeah. example yeah, yeah. of the correct time to do it. And I sometimes shock in when I'm when we're both at twenty, and it's like turn four, and I want to represent that I've that I have a counter spell or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But no one really cares that much about it. They just jam the mm. nonsense into it anyway. Yeah, but uh, the answer to the answer to the question is: Look, I Augustia. think the next standard Augustia. is going to be fantastic. Augustia. Because we're going to get the other five shocklands. That's going to fill in a whole bunch of colors. Mm-hmm. There's been three color combinations which couldn't really exist. Uh, Blue-white control actually gets their shockland, which is really nice. nice. Uh, so I think standard is heading in a really nice direction. Whether or not it's to do with the new design team, that is something mm. I personally disagree with. Mm-hmm. I think the elements in standard would have pushed us towards a healthy, good standard anyway. It can only lead to more options, maybe. It'd be nice. Standard's always better if there's five decks on the go rather than just a two-deck yeah. two slog, isn't it? See, and, and this, is, this is another thing. Like, I think Guilds of Ravnica just pushes you in that direction mm. because you have more mechanics than normal. Mm. Like, you have, you have ten mechanics You have mechanics to have five across, new mechanics, yeah. Yeah, you have ten mechanics across two sets, mm. and you also just end up with these really busted two-color common, uncommons. Mm-hmm. Like... Golgari Finebroker still... is so disgusting. The the CCDD yeah. cards can just kind of build decks around MM, themselves. NN. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, even even when you just go like uh, monocolor decks, you still have the option to have five different mechanics, but you kind of don't, do you? Like I'm thinking like Exalt didn't have it, like Black and White did that, didn't they? And they kind of mushed them all together. Mm-hmm. Was it was it black had exalt? I think pretty sure. Yeah, black and white had it when it last yeah. came in M thirteen. So they kind of mush them all together, and you don't get you maybe get two or three mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more flavorful to have each each uh, guild having a having a mechanic of their own. Mm. Do you disagree with me, Instagram? Uh, the, I, I the, bloody hope so. Well, the, <laughs> the thing that I disagree with is that the play design team uh, it feels very 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 different from the people who made Exolan, which was a yeah. mediocre wet fish of a set it, it feels like the power level's been pushed i think the start a little in dominaria had a it was one of the last ones that was right on the cusp that was like a richard garfield entry thing wasn't it? he's yeah. been away thinking about this mm-hmm. game for a bit and comes back in bang um it's, but it's yeah Dom- dominaria corset guilds feel like they've been given a like a fresh coat of a uh, little bit of juice, like like power injected into them, and I think that's because they have better people for the um, uh, the, the, the like power level, uh, like like the, the stuff, balance you know? of the balance. yeah yeah like so, like the balance of power. Whereas before they were just people who like game design, make cool cards, don't know uh, what they're doing with the power level of keeping standard in check. So th- this is what I find really funny about this. Mm. So you know, invert. Yeah. Right? The card that was errated. Yeah. That my personal opinion on it is it was errated because the play design team is now full of pro players. And the play design team would have looked at that card and just gone, it says until end of turn. <laughs> they they never they never would have 
read the full card. They just were like, switch power and toughness until end of turn. And that's how we ended up with a card being printed, which said switch power and toughness forever. forever! Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's just really funny because that to me is a very pro player thing. You play so much magic, you get so into it that you don't actually read the full card. You're just yeah, like, there, there is a full like this. templating team that, that would read over it before it gets sent to print. And it's just one of those weird ones that gets missed like that walking atlas that they forgot to put the types on it or whatever yeah yeah um the, the last thing i'll say about that about the ccdd cards is they feel particularly play design team because i was like only reason they're doing this is for devotion to whatever uh now i realize they've gone oh this is another knob that we can tweak to yeah. make sure you don't always cast niv on turn six how do we do that oh we can make it on turn seven. Oh no we just make the mana cost more restrictive so only you have to really make sure you're I mean, thinking about it we still could be we still doing can. like devotion. Like we still could. Be I going still think it's possible. Then we look at. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'd be very exciting. Mm. Then all my premonitions gone, would come true. We've never gone back to Ravnica without going to Theros right after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's very true. That's exciting. It's like it's five years ago at St James all over again. Yeah, all right, yeah. we're gonna bust the booster right over this music, and uh, Ken's gonna pick a, a winner of the um, of the listener questions, and they'll get that booster after this. Bust booster. We're boosting yeah. the whole pre-release pack here. We got a whole oh pre-release boy. pack. Uh, this is oh, it's smash, smash, smash! It says <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> this is on a cover. I am so Have you in. seen what the other ones are? Uh, They're like no, resolve, no. protect, order, defend. authority, control. Yeah, yeah. That's that it. is authority, so, control. It's that smash, is, smash, smash. That is so great. It's like Hulk, Hulk, I smash. So Kevin, don't go too near that box there, because you know it's very yeah, yeah. predictable. But that is. That is exactly <clears throat> what you want to do with Gruel. That is a flavor win. We have got. Uh, that's going to be top post on Reddit. It's um, sexy, tomorrow. sexy red green. Oh, um, the packs are so sexy. Packs, yeah. Yeah. All right, you wanted to know what our um, what our it's rampage of the clans is. Uh, is that destroy all artifacts and enchantments and the controllers make three threes? That is yeah. trash. Boo. That's the worst rare in the set. Get it out of here. All right, I'll throw that straight onto the seven land hand bonfire. <laughs> That's gone. That's gone. And what else have we got in here? We got uh, ooh, a spirit token just yeah. floating around with, in the zone. With? With. What's on the back of the spirit token? Oh, David? they've got the double sided ones. Oh, no, it's a free draft yeah. event on Magic Arena. Yeah. Are they all unique to each? No. Yes. They're all oh. the same. No, this one is just play. Play oh. Allegiance. No, no, no. Play Allegiance is three packs. These are unique. Oh, draft dope, codes. Dope, 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 dope. So for every pre-release pack, you get a free draft on. Yeah. One per account. Yeah. Otherwise, well, you could draft five five times and you get five draft. Adventures. I guess they do get the money somewhere along the way. Yeah, they do. Who else is it going to? All right. I think it's so it doesn't break their economy. <laughs> right, I would be okay with have... them tying paper to. I would also do that, but I don't think they're ready for it yet. Oh, this feels. I I speculated that each box should come with like a code, which is a redeemable for like five packs. I'm sure. So if you buy a box, you get five packs or something. Mm-hmm. God, it just feels like there's something else in there, but it's not. This is like when when you have this pre-release pack, they feel you, a bit hefty, like, right? Look, like shake that, and you feel like oh, there's something left in there. See, you know what I mean? All right. These... I think that's just poor construction. You know, there's, this... a dice. there's a dice in here. No, no, it's here. 
See what I mean? What the hell? You felt like there was something in there, yeah. right? Yeah. That's going to... That weird. At your pre-release, people will open up the boxes and they'll be going, wait a minute, there's something else in here. Are now, we- this is inter- in- interesting design because they've made these packs look exactly the same as box toppers, which we've all been very excited about. Yeah. Now, it's Clever. Like, oh, these, I'm excited about yeah. this by the... you know, the, Bright blue. Yeah. So don't get me wrong, the packs look great, but they're still not as good as Return to Ravnica. Like I like this blue. Yeah. I like this blue better. Really, than the dark but the blue. royal. Oh yeah, no, I think I like Return of Ravnica blue. better. Yeah, yeah. David, that's yeah. where it's at. Yeah, yeah, man. Because a Return Ravnica is closer to seven lane hand colors. Really, looking at um, <laughs> the the boxes that are on David's wall here, they've never really mm. gone super interesting and and bold, but. I can't think off the top of my head of other colours that they would colour a set with. <laughs> yeah, it's like that, isn't it? It's like there's a lot of colours. Like another red set, another blue set, another gold no, set. No, it's a gold uh. set. Sick of the gold sets. They're just doing the McDonald's gold covers. Gold sets oh. can be good. See, I'm trying to open this. Can't. I was trying to open this like a Japanese pack. Oh. It's this colour deck. Some yeah, people just so open so many like Ultimate Masters boosters they don't even know how to open a normal pack anymore. Yeah. yeah. We're in. Here we go. All right, Buster Booster, here we go. This is for someone from Listener Questions. We've got Lizard. The Iron Shell Beetle's just on the floor. The what? Kia <laughs> just threw the Iron Shell Beetle card. I'm just so like excited. He's re- oh. destroyed. They've got that same printing thing that hey. they had. It's, just smell it. Smell that. That's... Oh. Uh, no, don't, you can't I'm touch it. it to Aaron so he can smell it. No, because we could drop it and we'll brick the whole Buster Booster thing. Okay, oh, fine. Dear. Sorry. The... the, the, the the, the, yeah, would lose the the, the oh, mystery of what's going. <laughs> I can think Shut of up, Aaron! I was a menagerie. All right, here we go. We're getting we're getting into the nuts and bolts of this now. Ravnica allegiance. Here we go. Impassioned orator. Oh, one and a, with a rare, you savage. One and a white for a two-two creature, human cleric. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you gain one life. Well, that's all right. S- serviceable two-drop. Yeah. Not Aaron first said picking it. All relevant words. If he sticks around, you're going to get two, one, two yeah. life out of that. So if you don't trade him off, you'll gain like three, four life. You know, Karen, vanilla wise, it's quite good. Great. Two for a two. Yeah. I'd play this. Gore Clan Wrecker is a three and a three and a red for a creature human warrior, two, two. Hmm. Oh, is this uh, the Menace Riot one? This has got Riot, and it's yeah. got Menace, and that's it. And Riot, just in case we haven't got there, uh, this creature enters the battlefield with your choice of a plus one, plus one counter or haste on it. Now, now this seems like an old design, because the red <clears throat> pirate from Ixalan had the same thing it, when it explored yeah. and had Menace. That card was trash. This card's also the worst Riot card, I think. Really? Yeah. This one you, I would definitely want. You the... think a hill giant with Menace is bad? Um... Uh, like it's below rate, really yeah, with menace. So. Yep, mm-hmm. interesting. Because the last one that was really good was um, Sweatworks Brawler from Aether Revolt, and you could cast that on turn two or three pretty yeah. easily. Yeah, mm. yeah, okay. Not, yeah. Not, not turn two. Sorry, it was like it was a three drop. Yeah, um, three, I, three, I, I, three, I ask, three for four. I ask more of my menace? four drops nowadays, and yeah, the other one because Riot's supposed to be because you're supposed to choose how often. When do you ever want a four mana two two? Menace haste. No, never. When it kills them. When it when it kills them. Yeah, but that's not all that often. Yeah. No. And then so that's what I was saying. This this is one. You know, you were saying that riot. You always go haste. Just about. This is the first card we've opened. And oh, this no, one, no, no. I would definitely you, want to put the plus one plus one on it. You mm-hmm. definitely don't always go no. haste. Mm. But riot means that there are like twenty cards in the set that have haste, which right. is way more than you would get yeah. in a normal set. Don't just like hit him from twenty down to eighteen when you're on. Yeah. Four. 
All right, here's one of your uh, instant kind of concern cards. Fairy Duelist, uh, one in a yeah. blue for a creature, Fairy Rogue. He's a 1-2 with flash, flying, and when Fairy Duelist enters the battlefield, target creature and opponent control gets negative 2, negative 0 until end of turn. This card's cool. I mean, it's serviceable. I quite like it, yeah. It, like, I love tricksy little cards like this because this is how I get my edge in limited. Yeah. Mm. People make an attack with a spirit and a 3-3. Three, three, and then I go... Quick box. Fairy duelist, kill your 1-1 one, one flying. And now my 3-3 three, three kills your 3-3 three, three, and you just blew them out for, like, nothing. <laughs> like, so, I think this card is quite good. Yeah, I think it's For good. none of the reasons you talked about. Oh, cool, all right. It is a 1-2 with flying. Which successfully blocks one one flyers. <laughs> I did say that as part of my hypothetical blocking scenario. Yeah. They, if they attack with a spirit and a three three, and you have a three three, yeah, then you flash this and you eat their spirit and their three three. But it just, I think it's cut like the neg two neg zero is cool. Mm-hmm. But I think most of the time this card's just ability to be good or bad yeah. is because it just invalidates spirit attacks. Mm. Yeah. I th- For I, two I, mana, it's cheap. It's one yeah. of the cards that we reviewed, and I, I had it down here as like a quick blocks, but then you think about the next turn, it's ready to attack in the air as well. Mm-hmm. So you've got, you know, you're getting your mana out then yeah. as well, use. And I love the art. Yeah, this seems like a David Fairy Miscreant. Yeah, I like, I like Fairy decks. Uh, consigned to the pit. So cool. Five and a black for a sorcery. Destroy target creature. Consigned to the pit deals two damage to that creature's controller for six. Mm. Seems expensive, guys. Good in sealed, bad and limited? Yeah. I don't remember the last time I really like really wanted a six mana removal spell. Might have been Return to Ravnica, like Trustani's Judgment with the Populate. I, I, th- I think if you need this, you can, you'll just pick them up. It, it's one of those things like... It's P- particularly in sealed. Like we're we're oh, sealed, talking though, about sealed them. here because of the weekend coming up. Like if you are lacking removal, you will play this. Mm-hmm. But in mm. draft, you definitely don't want to pick it early. Yeah, there's if it's, other things. You if can... it's coming late, it kind of signals that black's open. Maybe you want to move in. <clears> you know, something like that. Because it is still removal, although it is sorcery. It sounds like two cards bolted together: four mana, destroy creature, and. Two mana, just burn them to the face. Mm. And that's pretty not that good. No, and you never play two mana, burn them to the face. So that yeah. bit you can just ignore pretty much. I'm, Although, I, well, in that, it, in that case, it, you wouldn't pay six mana just to destroy a creature. I, I agree, because I've been far, far too used to five mana, destroy a creature, small upside, um, which has been Liliana's? their design. I thought it was like... Lili- oh, uh, yeah, like... Um, Liturgy of Blood added three mana to your mana pool. Uh, Deadly Visit made you surveil to... Was it Super Hemlock? The, there was one... Super Hemlock there, was yeah. this card, but five harder to cast. Mm. That was four, bl- four? black, black. Yeah. Wasn't there a three black, black, they lose three life? Uh, it was in the... Oh, and she's something. Unholy Hunger. It does... No, you gain gain two life from, oh, uh, right. from okay. Origins, yeah. Yeah. Wow, these cards are really smelly. Smelly. Hmm. Mammoth Spider. Well, I think we know this one. Uh, four and a green for a creature spider. Three, five with reach. This card's always good. And another fantastic artwork. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I really like yeah, the yeah. artwork in this one, yeah. Um, and the flavor text. Really good flavor text. I mean, this card's just solid. Like, in a world where Azorius exists, there's going to be some <laughs> amount of flyers. Mm-hmm. And this, this is hard to attack through. Like, there is not a lot of four power flyers in this set yep. at uncommon and common. This and is a three, five. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, this has got a... Big booty. It's massive. Yeah. Flavor text is, the good news is that migrating drakes are no longer a problem. <laughs> How good is that? 
All right, we've got to talk about that at the end. We've of got the... a hybrid card here. Footlight Fiend is a black red hybrid. Uh, he's a creature. He's a devil. And he's a 1 1. So it's a 1 mana 1 1. When Footlight Fiend dies, it deals 1 damage to any target. This is. Uh, yeah. Th- this card. This card lives and dies by Rakdos' mechanic. Oh, true. Yeah, because uh, it's always going to get spectacle off. Yeah, yeah. So no matter what, right. it gets spectacle off, which is important yeah. if spectacle is good. Can you explain what spectacle is? Jumping uh, ahead in the show. Uh, spectacle is the keyword for Rakdos. Spectacle triggers an alternate casting cost for your cards, and the alternate casting cost is sometimes cheaper, sometimes more expensive, uh, and sometimes does a different thing and it's all triggered by if your opponent lost life. Mm-hmm. Get, pass, that, pass that card over there and let him have a sniff. It's the strong. Yeah. They're strong, Real right? strong, mm. inky, gluey smell. Mm. Strange. Yeah, um, Maybe but, they're trying to attract a different audience. <laughs> <but> it, <laughs> th- this card really is just either really good or really bad. Really good in heavy spectacle Rakdos, but otherwise yeah. I don't really want a one-one for one in my deck. That it does trade can knock for a, a flyer two-two. out of the sky. It, it, it trades if they block it, but then they it does trade for a no, two-two, no. but they get the choice, and then the rest of the time they just take one damage. No, but yeah. you could you could they can't you, attack into it. You could they could yeah they could attack into it. You block something and you blow up the flyer. It's got one toughness. Mm, yeah, I I think this card. I guess really I wouldn't play a one toughness flyer when this is on the board. Yeah, the the thing about this creature is it signals a problem that the Orzov mechanic triggers in this entire set and it's that anything with one toughness is way worse than it has yeah, been that's true, yeah. <laughs> like the three ones we were talking about over dinner exactly yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blade Juggler it's another Rakdos kind of gal uh, Blade Juggler is four and a black for creature human rogue three two she's got spectacle three you can pay two and a Two and a black to get Spectacle off. And when Blade Juggler enters the battlefield, it deals one damage to you, and you draw a card. Mm. This card is gas. This card's great. Mm. This is definitely the best card in the pack yeah, so far. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, three, it's a 3-2 three, for three, three. If you get the Spectacle off. It replaces and draws itself. a card. It draws you a card. That's mm. so gross. So good. Yeah, three uh, mana, three two. It's just, get it's just like yeah. none of it's particularly great. You got to work well, a no, little. No, no. You got to hit him with a creature. You would play a five mana that cycles. Oh, was it just when it enters the battlefield? It's not yeah. if it's spectacle cost. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, this, that's this the thing very about good. this card. Like <laughs> it is a three two four five, which enters the battlefield, deals mm. you one, you draw a card. That's it. Do you remember that one from Avacyn Restored that was just um, a three two with flying that drew you a card when it came oh, into play? God. Oh, this is so gross. So it, you're happy with the five mana three two draw a card? It like yeah, you're not like unhappy. You, you un- don't yeah, want like three of them, mm. but you definitely play the first one. You mm. might play the second one. And if you have lots of ways to get spectacle off, you do want three of this because yeah, yeah. this is just like stuff to throw at them. What and like with like, a ah! footlight fiend, for example? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Exactly. Yeah. You know that's that's where these. Uh, that's where Footline Fiend could see a home. Because yeah. if you have a heavy spectacle deck, you attack with it. And all and your three like, drops replace themselves. Like, yeah. Then you just throw cards at them, yeah. Mm. Goblin Gatherer, two and a red for a sorcery. Create a number of 1-1 one, one red goblin creature tokens equal to two plus the number of cards named Goblin Gathering in your graveyard. Oh, this is pretty interesting. No, this is terrible, isn't it? It's a constructed card. Is, does it cost two? Three. Three. Two and a red. What? Two uh, and a red. 
Yeah. Three mana two one ones has seen play before in limited. Oh, in limited, yeah. yeah, yeah. We just played one with um uh, the white ones. The, the, swan, they make life link. Swan companions. Swan companions yeah. yeah. The thing about this is for me, it goes back to Orzov. Like Orzov is gonna be making a bunch of one one flyers and one one tokens, which just kind of Im- invalidates the go wide plan. Well, how do you feel? But how do you feel about the uh, this? This is a stacking thing. So when you're playing a card, it goes on the stack, and as it's resolving, it's still on the stack, right? So it doesn't count itself no. as being in the graveyard. So therefore, you need other cards. Or you need other yeah. goblin so, gatherings so already base... in the card. Otherwise, you're just going to get two one-one red goblins. So zero plus two for three mana. Are you happy with that? I so you the, want two or three of these in your deck before you're happy, and even then, it's like that sounds like just too get many. a bunch of one ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think so. It's reconstructed, I think. I don't even think so. Then, right? Like, if if you, if you get, is it six or is it four? Five. Five is the max, right? It's two plus three. So the the fourth copy yeah. is five. Yeah, you oh, could, yeah, you could yeah, have yeah. three. You could have three in your graveyard plus the one that you just cast. Yeah, so five is the max. And you this, also... <laughs> this is the kind of spell that makes you look at a card like Thousand Year Storm. Oh, right. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's the kind of thing which, in combination with something like a Thousand Year Storm, could do something really stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's like Goblin it Storm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if, like, but there's heaps of cards that work with Thousand Year Storm yeah. if you're already going off with it. You know? But in terms of limited, card is okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Have, we, have we got activity on the stream? Um, Jean Del John. Yes. Jean Del John, which is maybe a Les Miserables reference or just their name. Yeah. Said, yeah, brother. And then they said, guys, can you please not spam the chat? My mum bought me this new laptop and it gets really hot when the chat is being spammed. Really? Now my leg is starting to hurt because it's getting so hot. so hot. Please, if you don't want me to get burned, don't spam the chat. Has he left? You gone? Oh, well, I don't know because no one was spamming the chat. So maybe it's like a, I'm pointing out how little activity there is in this chat. Oh yeah, in a weird. Is yeah. that what it is? We're just I getting we're just getting our stream chops together. I said, no worries, John. Yeah. <laughs> hope hope your legs are feeling cooler now. Hope you. Hmm. Okay. Have a great time. I really wish we hadn't had a look at that. All right, Law Mage's binding. Oh no. I. I There's can't. more people posting garbage. Hello. <laughs> Let's just ignore them, okay? Yeah. Letting to stream. Yeah. Law Mage's Binding is one, a white and a blue for an enchantment with or an enchantment aura. Flash, enchantment creature, enchanted creature can't attack or block, and its activate abilities can't be activated. Yes! This is what this I'm about. Yeah. Three mana, bang, you're not doing that anymore. Yeah. It's arrest with yeah. flash. I can't make common. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I'm so into it. Yeah, I can't make head or tail addendum. of the picture. No, no addendum. This no. is just the common uh, removal spell. This card is good, but there is a bunch of sack outlets in. Oh, true. There, there is yeah. a whole bunch of cards that sacrifice for value, so the card is not as good as it has been in previous sets. True, but it is still a flash removal spell. Still great, and it it, mm. it hits like guild mages and stuff, yeah, which is yeah. really relevant. Azorius, though, tell you it's coming. I can't make head or tail of the picture. It looks like a head floating and uh, some lightning and two people handing no, something um, with a, a collar. Light, it's a light binding. So, uh, yeah, that's like, how they arrest people and it, with magic. Yeah, yeah but yeah, have so, a look at it. It looks like 
I don't even. It's it's like a gag. It's like a light. It's a light magic binding. What what are the bumps below the light? Is it an it's arm their arms, arms behind their back? I think. Yeah, you with a weird corset thing. It's hard to tell, isn't it? Cerulee <laughs> uh, Caretaker is one green mana for a creature dryad. Uh, she's a zero three, and she's a defender. You can tap her and uh, tap an untapped creature you control at any one mana of any color. Bad? Oh, this is bad. Yeah, real bad. bad. You got to tap this and another creature just to make mana. Yeah, tap and untap. Ugh. Yeah, you got to tap this and another and creature. It's two mana for a zero three, or one no? Mana? It's one mana for a zero. It's all bad. You don't want to take two, have this one and someone else go out of action just to get one yeah, mana. Yeah, just to ramp one time. You yeah. can. Can you see a world where like Rakdos is good, where you just want to play this because like you, it, yeah, you, it you stops them getting. Can you imagine a world where Lanoir elves but but worse? This, <laughs> but was it about a thousand different ways? Yeah, where Lanoir um, elves is good. The, this is um, this this does stop the fire light fiend or the footlight fiend. Yeah. Stuff like, like this. So maybe it's a sideboard card to shut down pesky spectacle stuff because it doesn't never dies. So they can't attack into it. Yeah. And, and oh. it, they need three power to get through it, mm. which they may not get till turn three. Yeah. So that might give you enough time to then set up. Uh, so I really what you're saying is one green mana defender zero three. There yep. is a defender. There is a toughness matter card in the set. I think the card is yeah. garbage, white. but... Yeah, so well. she can You'd hit for three defenders. Hmm. All right, we're in. Uh, we're into our uncommon cards. Any feels about the uh, the commons? Like what you that, that blue them? white common is incredibly powerful. Like they, they don't. They, yeah. they don't do. Yeah, that removal right, spells yeah, as good common. as that with flash, and it shuts down everything. Um, yeah. In the last the last few times they've printed arrest, um, they put it at uncommon. Yeah. And it was one of the best uncommon. It read like set. an uncommon. So I didn't even realize it was a common. Yeah. Mm. So if if this was a common only pack, yep. are you picking Blade Juggler or Law Mage's Binding? Because uh, Blade Juggler glows into a couple of decks, whereas Law Mage's Binding only goes into Azorius. That one's contextual because I don't know how good Blade Juggler is in Orzov. Yeah, um, and so like if we just view Blade Juggler as a secret Rakdos only card because it's the only way to guarantee you get it off, then Law Mage's then Binding. Law Mage's Binding because yeah. it's just it's the more powerful raw card. I think. Yeah. I think I'll play more decks that end up operating like Blade Juggler, but I like Law Mage's Binding and following the Anthony Lee rule of you just take the best card, even if it. Is um, pick one, pack one, yeah, yeah, pack one, pick mm-hmm. one because um, it, even if it narrows you down into you know one one deck, because you can just choose the best card next time, and you know Azorius does Azorius share guilds? Uh, yeah, or, or something. Yeah, okay. and band uncommons. Yeah. And every time I look at this, I'm looking at the icon. I cannot see Nicole Bolos's horns. Can and, I trap me? Yeah. yeah. Um, Archway Angel is five and a white for a three-four at uncommon. How do you not see the horns? Creature <laughs> Angels. So obvious. <laughs> I see them as well. See ya. All right. We'll have to have a look at his horn, horn later on. Archway Angel is five and a white for a three-four. A six-mana three-four. And it's an angel. She's got flying. When Archway Angel enters the battlefield, you gain two life for each gate you control. So we can draft Gates Matters deck. With a gate in every pack, maybe just five color gates is going to be good. If you play this on turn six and gain eight life, oh man, woo! So what? That's great. <laughs> yeah, that what's the cool. line? Huh? For the, gates in your deck? No, no, no. Gates in play. So in play. Uh, to be happy with this? Yeah, yeah. So if two, are, are you three. happy with 
six mana, three, four, flying, gain two. No. Six mana, three, four, gain four? <laughs> More on the edge of it. Six, six plus, mana. incredible. Okay. So, so good. the line is two gates in, in play, play yeah. which probably means six in your deck. Yeah, six Ugh, plus. That is yeah. a big ask. Yeah, but like the, the, the reason that you're doing that is um uh is to be able to cast whatever spells you want. And if the format's really slow and you can just play whatever, you know, colored spells you want, then yeah. this might be really good. And that'll also give you time just to play Gilgate and it's tap for totally. a bit. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I don't know. There's um, some potential here, but I, more likely... I don't I don't think I'm going to first pick it because no. you'd want stuff like the Archmage's binding. Yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah. always be worried about not getting too much value out of it. So I'd always be thinking this, this six is, mana, three, four, flying. It's not. I'd, I'd want a little bit more cheaper, cheaper or a little bit more power toughness. Mm. This is the kind of card that if you're in that deck, you probably can table. Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe. If you, if you only have one gate in your deck, you're not excited about it. I mean, if, if you're playing Azorius or something like that, you know, and you're playing you can, as a control element to your deck, you can probably get there. You can probably hold yeah, on to it a for flyer, a bit. Yeah, six, six for a three four is not like the worst. There's some it's not like we're getting excited about it either, is it? Yeah, it's <laughs> not that worst. All right, Zortar Goblin is red and a green. Here we oh, go. This is Gruel good. card. Zortar Goblin, red and a green. He's a two two for two. He's a Goblin Berserker, and he's got Riot, and that's it. Just red, green, two, two, oh, riot. So this card is like this card's awesome. Watch two, wolves, two, two, bang, yeah. haste. Oh. Watch wolf plus. Watch wolf. Sometimes a two, two haste. Yeah, like this card is. People look at this card and they're like, "This card is not exciting." And then, yeah, like watch wolves was the best card, like best uncommon in its set. Mm. And then like, Conclave, and then there was um, fleece main line and stuff as well. Yeah, like. Two mana three threes are criminally underrated. Mm-hmm. So what was Spike Jester? Is it Spike Jester? There's a three one haste, I think. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Three threes do work. Uh, yeah. Y- yeah, like th- this one is is so good because of the presence of other cards, I think. It like if this was just vanilla two mana three three, I don't think it would be going in Gruel decks. But the fact, yeah. Oh, no, I don't think it would. The the thing, so the the flip side to that is, mm. I think it's a two mat. When it's a two mana three three, it has a one one counter on it, oh, which yeah. is very relevant because a bunch of the adapt stuff cares about cares one about one counters. That, sure. mm-hmm. So, while I don't think you will always be in the three color gruel band deck, sorry, uh, Saltai deck, no, oh, what's Jund, <laughs> oh, uh, Tima. Teamer, yeah. teamer, that's what I mean. Uh, while you're not always going to be in the teamer deck, that is a subtle thing which matters. Mm-hmm. But a two mana three three is just solid. And if you're on the play, they haven't done anything turn one. You're yeah. in the gruel deck. Haste him in. Yeah, like just hit him for two. Yeah. You know, and... And also to kill them like we've yeah, said yeah. before. Yeah. And it, it's going to trade for most two drops ever. So if you're on the play, you've already hit them for two. They untap, play a two drop, you just attack again. Mm. What do they yeah. do? You know, like... If they trade off, suddenly your three drop is coming in is uncontested. If your three drop happens to have riot, oh gods! Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a very aggressive card, but it gives you options at least. 
Flames of the Raise Boar is our last uncommon. Uh, it's five and a red for an instant. Flames of the Raise Boar deals four damage to target creature and opponent controls. Then Flames of the Raise Boar deals two damage to each other creature that player controls if you control a creature with power four or greater. Six mana? Six mana. Oy. The upside here is really good. Yeah, really, really big. I think in Gruel, this is going to be awesome. Because you can get the big... The you can, yeah, it, if we're assuming... This is an instant as well. Yeah. Which means oh, there is, instant. there's a whole oh, bunch of shenanigans you gross. can do in combat. Um, yeah, I think this card's really good. Also, you can respond to adapt creatures. Oh, gross. Like, they're yeah. like, adapt their dude. You're like, get him. Yeah, uh, they go, adapt their 2-2. And you go, I'll kill your other big guy. And then I'll wipe all of your board and stuff as well. It is, yeah, this is, this is a, a huge board wiper for those. Yeah, and all, and it requires a four-power thing and Gruel's full of them. So, yeah, yeah I, I think this card's really raw power. I, I also, Good. like, this is one of those knobs that the devs fiddled with. To make sure the Orzov wasn't too The good. knobs and the devs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, they were like... I thought you said some... Orzov was the worst one. No, no, no. Um, oh, Azorius is the worst one. Azorius is the worst yeah. one, I think. Uh, <gasps> the illusion token. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I just peeled off an illusion those, and an Azorius guild gate off the back. This is one of those checks for if there's, like, five spirits, you're like, kill their big dude, kill their spirits, kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. you can't just sit back behind your spirits. You do actually have to try and be moderately proactive. Yeah. Because there's like four cards that incidentally just sweep the ball. That's why I think they put Inescapable yeah. Blades and Guilt of Replica as well. Because of Demir and... They, they're like, oh, the counter spells in the thing are pretty good. We want the aggressive decks to have something to seal the game away with. Oh, the six mana... The six mana uncounterable. Yeah, does yeah, Cosmotronic yeah. Wave do damage or does it just stop them from... It deals blocking? one damage to each of their creatures. Yeah. So, so again, that was a um, thing for clearing Selesnia tokens maybe a bit as well. Mm. All right, our rare is a rare and it's gutter bones uh one black for a a 2-1 skeleton warrior not impressed gutter bones enters the battlefield tapped because he's so overpowered at 2-1 he's made of bones he's got to stand up yeah all right that's it uh but then he's got one and a black return gutter bones from your graveyard to your hand activate this ability only during your turn and only if an opponent lost life this turn this is just another one of a series of cards it's a one black mana for a 2-1, and then there's ways to get it back from your graveyard. I'm not excited by this card. No. It's not getting limited. It can block. Yeah, but it comes in tapped. Most of the time, this creature, this effect, can't block. That uh, is a subtle difference, which will make yeah, um, all... Yeah, uh, Dread, Dread Wanderer could, could block as well. Enter tapped. Still, like, yeah. you, you never, like... Yes, I have it in my limited deck because that means you're yeah, yeah it's, you, it's you're playing it every other turn. Yeah. It's a constructed card, but for aggro, yeah, yeah. But you, the fact that it can block is something which typically this effect can't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right, Kian, who wins the uh, who wins this pack? Oh, you're gonna make me say it. It's Agastya Bakshi. Yay! Yay. There, there you go. go. Uh, right. I'm and- gonna take Flames of the Blood. Hand. No, that's oh, not the raise that's, that's a Kavagawa card. Flames of the Raise Ball. Are you really? You're going to take would, yeah, that Yeah, take it. Yeah. All right. Now in the now early in the format, it's time to dabble, and that card has so much upside. And the worst case is it's that removal spell from before, mm. whereas this could wipe their whole board. 
I like. You could also only kill one thing and none of their other stuff as well. I think I'm I'm think these these three here that I pulled out. Yeah. I think the the blade juggler, law mages, law mages binding, and Zortar goblin excite me before the raised boy. I just feel like this doesn't have so, enough oomph. Oomph. It has a lot of oomph, but I I don't know what the identity of my deck is is and what it's trying to do with that yeah. choice, and that's what mm-hmm. I, I worry about. But maybe that's a good thing for. Pack one, pick one. Is you go, yeah, this is going to work in a whole bunch of decks, so yep. I should play. Yeah. I would probably also pick Raise Boar. Yeah. Even though I think Law Mage's Binding is a better card. Yeah, and it that's costs half and that, the amount of mana, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But I mm. think Law Mage's Binding is a, in a guild which I'm not super keen on to start with. I have to be proved wrong about his mm-hmm. orders. I think Rakdos and Gruul's power is a lot more on the surface. Yeah. And in the first few weeks until I learn how to do the Azorius thing. I'm still hoping Azorius is going to be good, so that's why I'd go Law Mages Binding. Taking Law Mages Binding? I, yeah. I think totally serviceable pick as well. Mm. It's a flexible removal spell. Mm. Flames of the Raised Boar, if you're getting hit by some aggro deck, you're just going to wish it was not in your hand. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then, I'd yeah. Probably, then I'd probably end up getting Archway Angel on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something weird like that. All right, uh, congratulations. Uh, it's Augustia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll um, organize how to get this deck to this, this deck. This, um, this we've got a few here. questions from the stream. Jean yeah. Del John has. How's his, how's his leg? Uh, apparently fine because he said, I personally love this and I thank you for your response. I jope, I have not offend. Oh, no. He jopes. He doesn't need to jope any longer. He doesn't need to jope at all. No. <laughs> then he's. He, they. Then yeah. they said, can I get your thoughts on the new green additions to Standard? Do you think the Wild Growth Walker Explore package will be toppled? Jean, I hope so. I'm sick of playing against goddamn Wild Growth Walker, but that's as <laughs> yeah. a current mono red arena player. Um, I don't think it will, because it's just like one of them silly... There's a better green to drop. The um, uh, Growth Guardian? Yep. Yeah, it doesn't get you a bunch of life, though. And then red can kill it in response to the Adapt. Doesn't matter. I, th- I think it does matter. I think Wild Growth Walker like fills a very specific hole that Black Green would struggle to beat. Don't mind me. Um, that's my opinion. And then they also said, "Is the four mana Blightning with slight flexibility good enough?" I say it's I think okay. So. Yeah, it's yeah. Right. Four mana Blightning. That's the red black split card. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. don't know what the second half is called yet. I was just having a look through the the gruel the gruel pack that oh, we yeah, got here. Enraged yeah. enraged Ceratok, two and two two green for a four four creature rhino. Enraged Ceratok can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less. That's a good. Is that common? No, that's uncommon. uncommon. Oh yeah, that's, that's a good uncommon. That's pretty solid. And this is the and this is the um, guild specific pack that you've got in your seal deck as far as this pre release pack is concerned. Mm. So. You know, uh, Scorch Mark deals two damage to target creature. If that creature would die, this turn exile instead. Yeah, Magnus Bray for two mana. Good old Gift of Strength is back. Oh, Spear Spewer. Is that what you were talking about before? No, mm. Skewer the Critics. Oh, it's all Skewer and Spear. Mm. Spewer the Critics. This guy. <laughs> nah, it's not that great. Uh, good if Spectacle's good. Here's a Gruel card. Frenzied Aran- Aranix. Ar- 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 oh, this card's so good. Mm. Two, a red and a green for a 3-3. Creature Cat Beast. He's got Riot. He's got Trample. And for six mana, four, a red and a green. Yeah, Frenzied Aranx gets plus three, plus zero until end of turn. That's sick. What a cool oh, card. Yeah, that <laughs> Man. card's awesome. This card is going to kill me so yeah. much. And it's a common. Like a four mana... Four, it's four mana, four, four, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 well, yeah. That's, yeah, four, 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 
four mana, four, four. Four mana, four. three, three. Uh, if with the right, yeah, you yeah. Got yeah. But like, trample is so good, mm-hmm. and the six mana ability. Oh, that is underrated. Mm. Mm. Well, how do you feel about territorial boar? Is a one and a green for a two two. Whenever a creature with power four or greater enter the battlefield under your control, territorial boar gets plus one plus one and gains vigilance until end of turn. I love two twos for two with upside. Mm. Sometimes I even love them without any upside. Traveling philosophers and such. Do you think you get to play this guy late in the game? Uh, you're not very excited about it. Yeah. And you need a chain of creatures. It's only really good at two because you want a chain of creatures that all have four Like if you've got afterwards. five man and you play a 2-2 two, two for two and a 3-3 three, three for three and you've got this guy as your 2-2, two, two, it's, it's really not going to... Nah. Really gonna uh, you, like you play, prefer those ones with activated abilities that scale up later in the game. Yeah. And there's a hybrid card here. It's Rubble Slinger, two and a hybrid. For a 2-3 reach? For a 2-3 reach, yeah. yeah. Boo. Yeah. All right. I thought I'd have a quick look through that. We're not uh, Jean, the deck I'm most excited to test out is um, Black Red Aggro. All right. We'll, John, we'll I, just want to, I just want to skew some critics, mate. Yeah, we'll uh, pause here and we'll be back with topic discussion. We'll get deep into the pre-release preparation pack right after this. Empty card quiz, six, seven, lend hand. It's a real quiz. Empty card quiz. It's got a Planeswalker feel. So the new players will be Proper, I'm proper so excited. So Kansas just realised that we've got Seven Land Hand branded uh, <laughs> clipboards. I really want one. Yeah, well, you can't, man. These are limited edition. Uh, MTG card quiz, six, seven Land Hand. It's a real quiz. Question number one, Ravnica Allegiance. It's a 14, 14 point game, this one. Lance. Oh, boy. Here oh, we go. How many different Dovan Planeswalker cards have been printed? Can you name these cards? Uh, once Ravnica Allegiance comes out, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This well, is yeah, Ravnica Allegiance. Look, I can name the sets in there from. I can describe the abilities, but I do not have the names. Hitting, hitting strong with the excuses early on. Yep. Ian, question one, MTG card quiz. How many different Dovan Planeswalker cards have been printed, and can you name these cards? I can't even name the one in standard. <laughs> Come on, there isn't one in standard. Oh, thanks, Aaron. Let's go forward a week in time. <laughs> I'm more right than you, mate. Yeah, look, I thought you were talking about the old one. I thought you were talking about the Kaladesh one. I, oh, I don't know. Oh, I, changed, I was like, I changed the wording of this question so that I didn't give away one of them. I thought, I thought this is an easy question just to start off with. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I don't, I haven't memorized all the names yet. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. Uh, there you go. That's uh, how many different Dovan Planeswalker cards have been printed, and can you name? Well, these that's cards? five of the points. What about the rest of the nine? Oh, that was 16 points in that one. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, two. Two, here's some, here's some news I didn't know about from, um, from Guilds of Ravnica. Oh, boy. Mythic Edition is back. Yep. Didn't, didn't even know it arrived. It's, Mythic Edition is back for Ravnica Allegiance. Can you name the eight Planeswalkers available in this mini oh. collection? Obviously, one point for each one. So Mythic Edition is oh, this... Oh, they're f- all like shit ones. It's full art, full art Planeswalkers that oh. eat, they cost something like $249 US. Mm. You can only get them direct from Wizards or something like that. eBay, Hasbro, Hasbro's eBay store. Hasbro's eBay yeah. store. And yeah, and you're getting uh, a whole bunch of cards. But Oh no, I have two. You get a whole bunch of cards... 
a whole bunch of boosters, and in eight of those boosters, which are all specially marked, there are eight different planeswalkers, these full art planeswalkers. Oh, there's like a really shit version of that one. <laughs> and then, yeah. And it was quite controversial for um, uh, Guilds of Ravnica because I think nobody could get them. And mm. when they did, they didn't arrive or something like that. And there was a, a whole bunch of controversy. Yeah. And uh, it didn't go down well. So they're promising that this is going to work well. Should you be after what, it'll, what what these guys are saying are eight very poor planeswalkers with nice full. They're heart. not. They're not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember them, which doesn't help. Uh, it was, oh. Uh, well, in that case, Kim, what you're playing is name eight planeswalkers that you've heard of. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite game. Yeah. It would actually give you pretty good odds. Yeah. Uh, question three: Domri has appeared as a planeswalker on three occasions. Which card has the highest loyalty value on entering the battlefield? Oh, shit. And how much loyalty did the other two enter with? Oh, shit. The old one's easy, right? If, I think, I think yeah, even surely you I played that one. a million of that card. Right? Because we laughed about that, mm. especially because of its loyalty value. I so, remember after, like, I'm having to do mental math because <coughs> I remember what it was after used its abilities. <laughs> All right. So Domri has appeared as a Planeswalker on three occasions. Which card has the highest loyalty value on entering the battlefield and how much loyalty did the other two enter with? All right. All right. All right. Planeswalker questions here. we here. go. Oh my God. Let's see how close to 14 we get. Uh, let's make up the scoreboard. Aaron, Kian, here we go. How many different Dovin Planeswalker cards have been printed? Can you name these cards? Kian, what are you starting with? Uh, so pits? there have been three. Right. There is one in... There's yeah, one of the names. I didn't say where they were from. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Dovin Barn the Acuity. Right. Dovin the Intellect. Oh, yeah. And uh, a third one. Dovin Arbiter Grand Arbiter of 1 1 Flyers. Oh, okay. <laughs> what have you got out? Yeah, Dovin Barn. Oh, how many, how many, how many are there? Three. Three. Right. Dovin Barn. That is correct. Yeah. From OG Kaladesh. Yep. Dovin, the new one from Ravnica Legion. <laughs> I did the same thing. Dovin, the new player Planeswalker deck. Dovin. Oh, really? You were that far? I'm going to give. I'm going to give you both two points for that. Yeah, thanks. Uh, there were three. Mm. There were three. Uh, you both got Dovin Barn. No, no, you got Dovin Barn. Yeah. And then there's Dovin Architect of Law, which neither of you came close to. And the other one was Dovin Grand Arbiter, which you... Which Grand Arbiter. Did Kian, you actually say that? That's he, funny. No, Kian said Grand something Arbiter. like Dovin Arbiter Grand, which is like... <laughs> that's just fine. All right, that's yeah, I'm, I'll pay it. the standard one? I don't know which one's the one. One of them will be a Planeswalker pack yeah, one, yeah. won't it? Yeah. The, one, well, the like one that costs three is the booster one. Yeah. Okay. The and then the other one is Dovin, for new players. Yeah. Dovin Grand Arbiter is the three loyalty, sure. and Dovin yeah. Architect of Law comes in with five yeah. loyalty. Right, uh, Mythic Edition is back for Ravnica Allegiance. Can you name the eight Planeswalkers available in this mini collection? Uh, you, can you start us off with one, Aaron? Khan, Sion of Erza. Uh, oh, yeah, have you that's got... a good one. Oh, okay, so you don't have that one, Ken. Nope. All right, which one have you got next? Uh, I think it's Jaya Ballard. Uh, Jaya Ballard. And what, did you have that one? Yes, I did. You did? Yeah, that's correct for both of you, yeah. Uh, what have you got next, Aaron? Kaya Ballard. No, Kaya, the new black-white lady. But I don't know her name. Usurper of Ghosts. Um, uh, do you have anything along those lines? 
I said black white lady. No. Does that count? No. Like no, I can list no, no, no. her abilities. I'll give Aaron by a point, heart, but I don't know. I'll it. give Aaron a point there. It was what? What did you say? Black white lady. No, you should, if you're giving you Kaya, then maybe that's <laughs> Kaya. Like I knew Ozoff, it was Kaya. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, who are we up to? Uh, Ken, what have you got next? Uh, Soren. Don't remember the prefix, but it's three black black black. So far, have you got anything Sorenish? Aaron, I won't lie, I did not. You write did not. Soren. All right, we'll give Kian one for that. It's no, just Soren Markov. It's, nice, cool. Just... That's a, that's a cool print, actually. Yeah, yeah. I like that card. Aaron, what have you got? Uh, I got Dovin Grand Arpiter. <laughs> I don't think he's in it. I think he is. If he's not in the... Oh, he's not. <laughs> no. Hulkus <laughs> Teferi was in the last one, yeah. and they're doing one of each color. Yeah. Uh, Kian, what's next? The Domri from Standard. I don't know the prefix. <laughs> I do know standard. the prefix. Do I get the point? Is it prefix or is it suffix? Suffix. suffix. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, chaos bringer. Is that what you do? Domri chaos bringer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you. Oh, it's hard to give. Let's well, have half a point each. Uh, really? You've appeared Let's at all. have one point each. Yeah, okay. Did one you not have each. it written down? I did. Yeah. I just I just knew it was chaos bringer and I wrote it on the th- question three. But what's I did or just do okay? Aaron, what's what's the next one? Vivian Reed. Nope. Vivian Reed, do you have any, you know? I know she's not in the set. Yeah, she's not in the set. Uh, I do not have anything else written. Yeah, Aaron, do you have anything else? He's thinking, I think. Angrath, Minotaur Pirate. No. No. All right. It's all over. So that was four for Aaron and three oh, for Oh, they already Kian. did a black, red one. one it was Doretti. three, four, and two for Kian. And I'll tell you. It Who's was the... Khan, Sion of Urza. Yep. Tamio the Moon Sage. Oh, Tamio yeah. the other one. So, no, there's plenty of others. Uh, Soren, Soren. The other big one. The other big uh, like oh, money yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Soren Markov. Uh, Jaya Ballard. Ajani Mentor of oh, Heroes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, the one yeah. I was like, oh, that was not a good one. Mm. There's Kai's favorite. Dak Faden. <laughs> Dak Faden? <laughs> the man oh, with the, the red right hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Domri Chaosbringer and Chaos of Usurper. Funny. Aaron, yeah, you probably don't recognize me because of the red arm. Because of the red arm. <laughs> it's me, I'm a thief. I've been caught red-handed? Flesh-handed. Oh, I mean the other hand, red-handed. <laughs> Domri has appeared as a planeswalker on three occasions. Which card has the highest loyalty value on entering the battlefield and how much loyalty do the other two enter with? Uh, what did we open up with? Uh, I think we opened up with... Aaron started us off. Do you want to say which card has the highest loyalty value on entry? It's the, the Dumri Planeswalker deck version. Dumri, young and strong, crazy. Kian, <laughs> 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 what have you got to say about that? Which, which, which? It yeah, enters with like five loyalty or something. Which Dumri has the highest loyalty value on entering the battlefield? It is the Planeswalker deck Dumri, who has five loyalty. And it's like Domri, young, dumb, full of oh, it's uh, like, red and green matter. It's not Chaos Bringer. It's like Bringer of Chaos. <laughs> uh, something Master. That it hurts. Beast even, Master. Your your explanation hurts even more because it's Domri Chaos Bringer. <laughs> He's five five loyalty. Oh, the 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 yeah the, set one. Oh shit. Yeah, Domri Chaos Bringer. No, he must be the Planeswalker one, isn't nah, he? Nah, Chaos Bringer is the... He is co- he the full uh, one costs six and one costs four, I think. No. Oh, is it a Domri Chaos Bringer comes three? in with five. Uh, how, no, no, how much does he cost? Oh, how Mana. much does he cost? Right, yeah, okay. 
Um, uh, Kian, how much loyalty did the other two enter with? Uh, so the Guild of Ravnica, sorry, the Guild Pact one enters with three loyalty. Gate crash one. Gate okay, crash. Yep. yep, got me. Uh, the Planeswalker deck one enters with six. No, because right. then that would be the most. Four. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Four. <laughs> yeah. you got me. Dumbery Raid three, Planeswalker Deck one four, Pack Chaos Bringer five. That is that is the lineup there. Mm. Um, I think. Well, What's he called? It's Dumbery Chaos Bringer has five, Dumbery City Smasher City four, Smasher, and Dumbery Raid is three. Sounds like he's gone a bit off the rails since yeah. we first met him, doesn't he? He's gone through his awkward teenage years. Doesn't yeah. he look like Zach Alva? Uh, yeah, a little bit in in the um, in oh, the, the new one? in the new okay. picture. All right, we'll have to put a Zach Alvar post up. <laughs> All right, uh, I think that's pretty much two points for Aaron and a point for Kian because you um, explained your way through that question a lot better than Kian did. There you go. Um, <laughs> so it's eight five to Aaron after that, Ooh. and so now now we'll get into right now we'll get into the, uh, the set discussion. <laughs> Topic discussion. Topic discussion. discussion. <laughs> right, quick. Yeah. Let's bang out what the mechanics are that people are going to see this weekend and uh, what to expect from those. Yeah. Just so we've got a bit of a framework. And why they matter. Yeah. And why they matter. So just so we've got a bit of a framework for everything that you will talk about afterwards. Mm-hmm. What have we got? We've got Azorius. Addendum. Yeah. So Azorius. You have to l- start with the most difficult one to explain. It's... It, Oh no! I get. I think this one's. I've got this one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, every single card with addendum is going to be different. That's true. Addendum is what they call um, an ability word, as opposed to a keyword. An ability word means different things on different cards. Addendum just means look at this card that is attached to an instant or a card with flash, and it says if you cast this during your main phase, get some bonus. So it's looking for you to cast an instant, not on your opponent's turn or in combat or whatever. You want to cast it in your main phase when you would... Just like an addendum. Just like an addendum. Here's something. Here's oh. a, and then addendum. Here's a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a mnemonic to remember it. Yeah. If you're in your main phase, addendum is happens. <laughs> Amen, addendum will see you through the haze. Amendum. We'll see you out of the dragon's amendum, maze. Amendum, amendum. Um, so, so this is like instants are powerful because you can unleash them at any point in time. You can do it when you're attacking. You can do it when you're in your opponent's end step and untap and get all your stuff back. This is giving you an incentive to plan ahead. Hmm. Um, it gives you an incentive to go, I'm going to draw two cards at the end of my opponent's turn. Should I just do it in my main phase right now to gain a bunch of extra life? Because like, what am I trying to bluff here? If you're in your main phase, pray they don't repeat Dragon's Maze. Yes. <laughs> That's how I remember I don't ever want to play Dragon's Maze ever again as well. Yep. But what have the Orzov boys got going down for us? And girls. And girls. Some of them... Uh, boys. And, bir- and birds, honestly. You know, it's, like, it's like guys. Boys. Hey, boys. Hey, you know? boys. I don't know. And <laughs> like, to a group of women. Yes, David. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what, are, what, are the, what are the peeps? Orzov has Afterlife. Afterlife... Uh, brackets, brackets, X. Yeah. So you have afterlife, then a number. Mm. Afterlife creates X one one spirits with flying. 
when uh, where X is the afterlife number. I believe the biggest afterlife creature is three, mm-hmm. and okay. it's when the creature dies. Yes. yes, yeah, when the creature dies, create that many one. It scripts. explodes into a little bits of feathers. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's like when we all die, we all turn into butterflies. One one flyers. One one sp- spooky spirits with flying. Spooky spirits. Yeah. Uh, so what you're looking for with this stuff is creatures that you want to just keep attacking with, and when they eventually do block them, you go wide. You get your you get Girls. your one one flyer because one one flyers are just one of my favorite things in Magic. I think. Yeah. Not to play against, to play with Thopters. Uh, Thopters and stuff. Love it. No Thopters zero ones. Are they one ones? They're one ones, and there are like ornithopters is there or oh, two. No. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the, the thing about this is there are lots of ways to sacrifice your creatures and get some benefit out of them, and it's always better to sacrifice a creature if you get something out of it. Yeah. So you make a one one with flying. Cool. Yeah. Or two. Uh, or three. What have Rakdos? What are they doing? Besides S- killing people on a stage. Oh. So Rakdos's keyword is spectacle. Spectacle is triggered whenever an opponent loses life. And here I was thinking it was just when you lost your short-sighted vision. Yeah. Take your glasses off, mate. That's a spectacle. That's a monocle. That's a monocle. (laughs) In one eye. (laughs) Um, I wear two monocles. (laughs) Connected with a bridge. So I'm always frowning. (laughs) Trying to hold them in. (laughs) It's a visual joke. That's it. Sorry, kid. Sorry. (laughs) Spectacle. So, so did this work with people when when, um, you're playing against uh, uh, a deck or someone who's going to shock themselves a fair bit? They're taking damage. Yep. So, hang on a minute. Now I get my um, spectacle effect straight away without having to do any effort whatsoever. Mm. Yes. But (gasps) unfortunately, spectacle is most often on creatures. Or spells that you would play during your turn. Yeah. So it plays very similarly to Raid, so which we saw turn. in Mardu and then in Ixalan, which rewards you if you attacked with a creature this turn. This rewards you with an alternate cost with usually some benefit, whether it's mm. reduced cost or... So Spectacle is going to happen in second main phase mostly. Generally, yeah. Right. Uh, if your opponent has lost life this turn. Yeah. Notable things to look out for if you're running Spectacle are small creatures that are hard to kill or you Uh don't want to block. So anything with Death Touch goes up in value, Flyers go up in value, and anything that pings is Mm -hmm. just super valuable. So there are quite a few mono-black cards in Orzov, and we'll we'll talk about this later in Cross-Guild Synergy, Um, but there are just mono-black cards that are technically Orzov, and when they die, they turn into a 1-1 flying with Afterlife 1, Great way to enable your spectacle in Rakdos. So a spectacle yeah. isn't just if the opponent gets damaged, it's if any creatures get No, an opponent if an opponent lost life this turn. Okay, so why is Death Touch valuable then? Because they don't want to block it. Oh, you you right, attack so. your one one into their three three and they're like, oh, I don't really want to block, but I then they see. don't block yeah. and you're like, Ha ha, I got you, a spectacle. Yeah, a new spectacle. So it's like so Death Touch can actually become an attacking card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they go, oh, I don't want to block that. Or do I because they will cast yeah, some cheap spectacle, spectacle thing. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Which is the clever thing that they, they do because, and, and one of the most interesting things about Magic is a 1 1 Death Touch in Guilds of Ravnica, sure, always just a 1 1 Death Touch. In this set, it's like spectacle in there. But yeah, like, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it was pretty useful before. Mm. Um, okay, Gruel. We just opened a, a Gruel. I don't think Gruel really has a mechanic. All of its creatures just have haste. <laughs> Kian, you've been very excited about this one. Uh, Gruul has smash, the keyword smash, smash. Riot. Riot reads, when this creature enters the battlefield, 
you choose either a 1-1 one, one counter or haste. Which is pretty easy to explain. Yep. There you go. That's a good one. Uh, the rare thing that will come up, it's a bit of a rules thing, is the creature comes into play with the 1-1 one, one counter. So you can't... If I played a 3-3 three, three with... Sorry, if I played a creature that had 2-2 two, two power, chose the right for the 1-1 one, one counter, and so 3-3, three, three, you cannot shock it in response. Yeah. It just enters play with, it on it with the 1-1 one, one counter on it. Yeah. So that's something which is relevant and, you know, is worth knowing. Mm. Creatures can also have multiple instances of riot because there are a few other... Uh, Domri gives creatures riot and Rhythm of the Wild gives all your creatures riot. And if you have two cases of riot, you just resolve them both and you just go... Get a choice for one right, get a choice for the second right, so it can come in with two plus one plus ones, mm. or probably a plus one plus one and haste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't give your creature double haste. It doesn't get to attack no. last turn, which which I used to think. But yeah. also I already attacked with this card. Yeah, I attacked with it last <laughs> There was a card in Unhinged called Super Rocket Powered Turbo Slug. And it was like it had super haste and it could attack the turn before you could afford to cast it by showing it from your hand. So it's like, <laughs> and then it comes back in the future and it hits them again. Wow, that's cool something going to be done. The, there's this really weird fringe case with Riot cards where they don't gain haste until end of turn. They just gain haste forever. Oh, so they always have haste. Yeah, sure. yeah which is not going to be relevant most of the time but if say like an opponent gains control of a creature or you ah, gain control of a creature that's interesting that that is actually relevant yeah. there's a few mind control effects in the set yeah so if you gain control of it and they didn't choose the one one counter it still has haste which means you can attack straight away or mm -hmm. tap it straight away or what mm, have you sure. mm. hmm. god uh and simic to a roundabout uh what is that one uh, simic is monstrosity from theros oh uh, not not exactly they, they because spelled monstrosity a d a d a p t yeah because yeah. monstrosity just had too many letters in it sure so. yeah uh, adapt is slightly different it says um, uh, adapts always a cost that you pay and then adapt x yeah the x is how many plus one plus one counters you put on the creature when you pay the adapt cost and uh, it always kind of makes the creature larger sorry <laughs> <laughs> and then most of the creatures have. Um, uh, like an ability when they ha get a plus one plus one counter put on them. Oh, right. The most common way to do that is to adapt, but there are lots of things in the set that also put plus one plus one counters on it from other sources. Or move plus one plus one or counters around. Them, yeah. Right. Uh, there's also cards that allow you to activate adapt as if it didn't have a plus one plus one counter. Yep. So I think this is where if you played in Theros, it differs from Monstrosity. Because monstrosity was always that thing. It was just you. If it's not monstrous, it becomes monstrous. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Whereas it seems like there is a good amount of ways for you to be able to adapt your creatures multiple times. Mm -hmm. And there's also a bunch of cards with one one counter. Oh, sorry. Power. The rest of the rules text for adapt is if it doesn't have a plus one plus one counter on it, you can pay it yeah. and, and put it on there. <laughs> yeah, that's quite important. Hmm. Okay, so what are the general archetypes that we're going to be looking at in either for your seal decks that uh, are going to be coming out? Is it just we're just going to be building within the guilds, or are we going to be looking at any uh, monocolored decks? Uh, what, what, what sort of things we're we looking at? I would say similar to Guilds of Ravnica, strictly no monocolored decks. Yeah, they have put far too many multicolored cards at common and uncommon in this set. So when you get your pre-release pack, the biggest thing you're looking for is a solid two-color pair. 
with maybe a splash, which is like one or two cards of a third color, uh, yeah. depending on whether your land can support such a thing. You were talking about a neat little trick that you did when you when you opened your sealed pack uh, oh, yeah. earlier on now. Yeah, so um, this, this is just broadly across all sealed, is I lay out all of the cards, in the, usually by color, but in this set I lay out all the cards of my guild. So yeah. say if, if I want to look at all my Orzov cards, lay out all the cards that I'm interested in playing. I don't really want to play... One ones for one, and are you saying the 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 guild pack? You'd use your uh, your guild pack. Uh, in start start there. Start You'll save there. yourself a lot of time. Yeah. Just because you've got more cards to choose from. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also put in uncommons of the, your color. Uncommons are much more powerful than commons, obviously. Uh, and then, if you get pretty unlucky, then you, you might have to look at building other guilds or supplement your main guild with a with a third one. But uh, generally, you want to lay out your mana curve yep. and then trim where you have too much stuff. So if you have too many things that cost four, you want to cut some things that cost four. You want a couple things at the top of your mana curve, hmm. like a five and six, or maybe two fives and you a want six. A nice bell curve. Yeah, like a bell look. curve yeah. thing. So you want more twos and threes than you do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. A bit fatter at the earlier end. Mm. Okay, so uh, with, with that in mind, what what sort of because we're, this is the whole idea about the uh, the pre-release uh, preparation pack, is that we can talk about mythics and rares and say, wow, those are really exciting cards, but we might never ever see those. So what we want to do is we want to be talking about the commons and the uncommons, which are going to be the engine of many decks that uh, are out there. And obviously, if you see some bomb, uh, rare or mythic that you can attach to that, then then happy days. What Within each one of those archetypes, do you think are some of the key cards that we want to be looking out for? So, so go ahead. Sorry. Yep. So, uh, you want to take? Do you want to take it in from from the like go through them uh, guild by guild? Uh, I'm I'm going to talk about cycles. Okay. Go. With, yeah. Yep. Go with the so, cycles. Yeah. Uh, there's cycles. three main cycles. I think you should look out for. Yeah. At common general. and uncommon. Yeah. yeah. And they are the guild majors. So all. Five of the guild mages seem pretty solid, mm-hmm. and the guild mages generally just, particularly in sealed, it's going to be a bit slower. They generate value over time, so that's really good. Uh, the CCDD cycle, so the uncommon cycle that costs four, two of each of your guild mana. MMNN. Yep. They are all super solid. Obviously, some are better than others, but you're always going to be happy to play these. Most of the time, if you can actually play it on four, it's going to be a bit backbreaking. Yeah, yeah. I, I really don't think that you'd ever cut a guild mage from your guild deck. Yeah, yeah. Even when they're not great, they're still like a two mana two two and with huge upside. Yeah, upside. Yeah. Uh, the CCDD cards is that when you 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 know it's like a reminder to M M N N cards. Those are the ones. Uh, is that a reminder for people to? To look for the uh, you know the dual, the, the lands that will will get like guild gates and mm-hmm. uh, different lands and play them in there so you've got more of a chance yeah. of being able to cast that on turn four. Yeah, if if you can. Mm. There's there's a lot of maths that goes into uh, <laughs> mana yeah. bases, most of which I generally ignore. But I think the big takeaway is you want to play all the guild gates of your colors. If you're playing red green and you have three guild gruel guild gates. They're going to save you losing to your colored mana more often than they're going to be the land that you need off the top in a pinch yeah. to come in and yeah. knock you off curve. 
Um, so it's always, always, always worth playing all your guild gates that you have. And how what would you say if you, if you just as far as mulliganing, uh, if you draw in, in any guild, you draw you draw your hand. You've got say two or three guild guild gates and no basics, and then some land. Would you would you play on then? Because uh, that's going to slow you down considerably. Well, you usually get to choose when to put your untapped land into play. So if you have a two drop and two gates and, and another land, you just go uh, see what you draw over the next few turns. But generally, I want to mm. play my highest impact thing on the turn. So if my opponent doesn't play a two drop, I might skip playing my two drop to set up my lands and then play my three. Yeah. Um, but if they play a two and then you can block their two with your two, just play the two, you give yourself some... So you're going to try to and, if you've just got Gilgates to look at, keep them, um, but then set yourself up so that they're going to be untapped in yeah. time to play your strongest card out of the out of your one, two, and three drops. And that's a general rule because yeah. sometimes if you're aggressive, you just want your two drop out there um, and because you might draw untapped land, untapped land, untapped land, and then you can just play your Gilgate when it doesn't matter, like on turn yeah. six or whatever. Um, so I err on the side of um, uh, going with what your deck wants uh, for when you play your... Complicated. Yeah. There's no, never a black and white answer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else have we got in the um, cycles there, Kian? Uh, there are cards. So we, we, got, we have split cards again where there's kind of two cards. There's a bit of a theme with the ones in this set where the front half, the cheap half, is like a colorless and hybrid or two hybrid something like that bear in mind that you don't have to play these in their guild associated colors yeah so if it's white blue white blue you can play it in ozov and it's just going to be white white because they look very blatantly like the you know it's an ozov card but that doesn't stop you from playing it in a white or a black themed deck and it's one of those things where if you have like one of the guild gates for that color you can just kind of slot that into your deck and then if you have those two in combination, you're like, cool, I get the more expensive end. Mm. You know, and that helps you full of, uh, fuel a bit of a splash, but the front end, the cheaper side of the card is the one you're going to be casting most of the time. I think so. Yeah. So don't, don't necessarily always lump those cards with the guild colors they're associated with. Sometimes they can be quite flexible. Yeah, a powerful option mm. yeah. to, to put into something else. What, what are the guild champions? What are they about? These are the ones at rare. Uh, I yeah, yeah. So like the those. each of the guilds has you know the planeswalkers at mythic and legendary uh, guild leaders and stuff. There are also some legendary creatures that will generally be pretty obvious when you want to put them in your deck. It's very rare that you'd cut them. Like uh, Taser doubles your dies triggers, so you get your afterlife twice. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, the What's Azorius her name again? Not great. Yeah, the Azorius one. I wouldn't. I wouldn't play as a two-two, and all their spells cost one less to one more to yeah. target. It's just like an, a disruptive card for constructed. I don't think it's very good for um, thing. That's Lavinia, and there's like uh, Zagana, Utopia. Oh, that card is lady. Gas. Awesome, awesome, awesome card. Uh, adapts. You get you get to draw a bunch of cards when you put plus one plus one counters on your creatures. Um, they're all pretty, pretty, pretty hot, and those are the ones you want to open as your as your guild hmm. rares. With with sealed, you're always you're always going to kind of be forced potentially into three colors, uh, particularly when you're playing five pack sealed, which is kind of what we are. 
because you're going to get uh, some of the multicolored cards, some of the multicolored cards associate with a guild that is not the one you're in. So the three color combinations, which I think you most want to look out for, are Jund. Uh, so that's which black, is? red, green. Black, <laughs> because red, it gets green. the mix, the best bits of black, red, and the best bits of red, green. Both of which are pointing in a du- aggressive yeah. direction, so there's some good synergy there. The other one is uh, blue, green... Red? Teema? Teema, yes, blue, green, red. Because that's the combination of Riot and adapt mm. obviously there's a bunch of one one counter stuff that matters and a bunch of one one counters so yeah. again there's some synergy there which is mm. really good the other one is esper uh that's orzov and azorius so that's black white blue this deck is going to tend to be a bit slower a bit more controlling and those two colors both kind of work together towards that goal. Yeah, they're like value, yeah. value ones. Yeah, there, there's other three color combinations. Like you've got Bant as well, which is uh, blue, white, green. But those two colors, Azorius and Simic, don't necessarily work together quite as well. So those would be the three that I would look for. But similar to guilds, playing three colors is more than fine. Mm-hmm. You're going to have six guild gates in your pool. That's going to give you a bunch of flexibility. There's the clue stones not clue stones lockets Lockets. Mm -hmm. you know particularly at a pre-release people aren't going to be building the super hyper aggressive decks Mm. you're going to be able to go a bit slower i'm going to but i don't want to play a locket kin (laughs) i think i went through the format of guilds playing one main deck locket ever really yeah i hated man you were missing out No, I wasn't. I, I was winning a lot of Guilds of Raftica drafts. Mm. <laughs> Some of my best Amir decks had lockers. Every time someone played a locker, I was like, yes. Like, you <laughs> yeah. just wasted a it's bunch like a, of time and mana. Exactly. Just, like, it's just. It's just a bit of. It was, why not it was just like, play. That's my opinion about it. I, I, I just never was like, I need that. There was a bunch of times when I was playing Demir or, like, some of the slower Golgari decks. Hit fives? Demir loves it, it, it when someone plays a docket because it's like, oh, good, more time for me to get established. It wasn't that. I played them instead of an 18th land. So I played like one instead of an 18th land and I was almost always happy with I that. I just figured you're always doing stuff with your mana on turns two, yeah. on three, four, five. You, you don't want to take time off and, and play. I'd rather have there. a land yeah. if you're going anyway, to do that. Mm. Because draft, draft aside, in sealed, particularly pre-release, I think they're mostly fine. Yeah, like you want a little bit of fixing because the format's slower. You want to cast all the bombs you possibly can, all the removal you possibly can. You need a locket sometimes. I don't know. I've got a reputation to uphold and I don't think it involves playing lockets. <laughs> Straight two colors, mate. That's all I ever play. It's no, no. always when you're doing sealed, doing limited, fall back on your bread. Yeah. If you don't know what the bread acronym stands for, it's bombs, lockets. Removal, oh, sorry, removal. <laughs> and then efficiency. That's what I've changed E to. It's evasion. Oh, evasion. It's evasion, but that's, that's outdated. Uh, you just go, flying. I fill my deck with bombs and removal and evasion, and then you get loose to some aggro deck. But I changed it to, I changed it to Rabid. last in, in the last year or two. Right, so removal I just thought, of bombs. I just want, yeah. want Rabid. Arbeed. No, yeah. you always want bombs first. I would follow my bombs more than my rares. Sorry, I would uh, follow my bombs more, more than your removal. removal. If you can the, get rid of their bombs, they can't beat you, can they? The, if the that's what, is, the way they're playing. The and you can chip away you're, with your minions. You can also just win with a bomb. 
the the reason why you're favoring removal is most of the time you're choosing between like one bomb and three removal spells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you'll you end up with more removal than you were bombs, so yeah. you should prioritize them. It, it depends again contextually. I'm trying to like make a black and white rule here, but it's all contextual. Mm. If you are light on removal but have three big bombs that are hard to kill in your deck, obviously do that. Then the change to the colors that have three removal spells in them because. Bombs are so powerful, you get free wins from them. Bombs, by the way, sorry, in this context, are cards that bend the whole game around them. We're talking about things like Spawn of Mayhem, uh, Prime Speaker Vanifar. Um, a, a card that, the if you're behind... Domri, Planeswalkers and stuff. A card that, if you're behind, can at least you bring up your Catch parity you back up and stuff. or put you back in front yeah and under in its own under and, its own and so you you want to fill your deck with bombs because they're hard to deal with and you'll win the game with them a lot of the time mm. um it, but if you don't have any play lots of removal there's nothing more exciting than being on pack two or three and or even if you're opening a sealed you know and you're just getting a whole bunch of cards together and you you know you you feel like oh this is definitely like if we're, like I'm, I'm in gruel look at these cards this is all pretty good I've got a good removal I can manage things I've got a good uh, good um, mana curve coming up then you open like a really heavy hitting bomb in red and green oh, that's when you just that's go, when you're like I'm oh, gonna yeah. win I'm gonna win yeah. every game <laughs> play. that's when the bombs is fun mm. yeah. so. The one thing I did want to shed a, a bunch of light on is the common removal spell of each of the guilds. Yeah, yep. yeah, please do. I think um, I was going to be a bit more specific about this pre-release rather than just yeah. some general sealed rules. Um, uh, oh, what's the blue-white one called again? Law Mages. Do you want to look it up while Binding. I talk? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Uh, while Aaron is looking this up, because he didn't prepare, because he's terrible, oh, dear. I, oh, I just want to mention like that, a Aaron. couple of generic rules that apply to this set more than others. Okay, you've heard you've heard us mention them a little bit over the podcast, but I'm just gonna go into them again. So, Orzov creates a bunch of one-one flyers. So, uh, creatures with one toughness are worse than they would typically be because because you have. Lots of chump blockers. They their two two turns into a one one, and if you have two X ones, your two cards are going to get killed by their one card. That's just a bad trade for you. You don't want to be doing that. The flip side to that is cards in the air, which have one power and more toughness. They go up a little because they can chump block the spirits effectively. They can attack into spirits, and it's a bit problematic. Those kind of things. The other thing is this set has a lot of creatures with haste. Riot means that there are potentially, I think it is nearly 20 creatures with haste in this set. Most sets would typically have less than five. Mm. That's a big difference. Uh, That means that, you know, if you're on a low life total, you're playing as a gruel opponent, you probably want to leave back one creature, even if their board is empty. Because there's a good chance that a quarter or more of their creatures are going to come <laughs> in and straight across the table yeah, at you. hit yeah. you straight away. Yeah. So they're just kind of two things to bear in mind. I, li- I live in fear again uh, of hasty creatures in regular formats. A little in this format where it's yeah. like they could legit have eight or nine haste creatures in, in a particular deck. Yeah. 
And if it, and it feels bad as well, because like anything, you know, like when you've got like a, a one-one token on something, usually if you bounce it back to their hand, those tokens are going to fall off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, they're just going to play it and go, just bang them straight back on again. Or they pick haste this time, and you're like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, there isn't actually a lot of bounce in this set yeah. compared to normal sets. Mm. There, uh, but there is an uptick in like enchantment removal. That's oh, cool. Okay. Hmm. Um, let's talk about the common removal spells. Yeah, uh, let's do that. Because this is... Like we said, if, if we're talking bombs, removal, evasion, or, or efficient creatures or whatever, your removal at common is the one you're going to possibly have multiples of uh, in sealed. And these are things that really pull me into their, that particular guild. Hmm. Um, the gruel one at common is one red... Oh, it's called Savage Smash. It costs one red green for a sorcery. Target creature you control gets plus two, plus two till end of turn. It fights target creature you don't control. So this is like a pretty great fight spell. Make sure you're not doing it into open mana, but this is like like it does everything that Gruel wants to do, which is punch your opponent's creatures, give your own guys a buff, and then hit them for a bunch of damage. So, you got to remember with the, the fight cards, though, that their toughness will be reduced. So be if reduced, you swing yeah. in, in combat afterwards, easier yeah. to kill. So I make my 3-3 three, three, a 5-5 five, five, and fight your 3-3 three, three with this card. I have three damage left on my guy. I shouldn't attack into your 2-2 unless I don't mind killing your 2-2 as well because mm. it'll have taken five damage this turn. The uh, Azorius... Which you, you could see is a 2-for-1, couldn't you? you uh, it's a 2-for-2 two two because two you, two. you, you cast, cast your card, you lost sure. your creature. The Azorius one is called Law Mage's Binding. We talked about that one when we busted yeah. a booster before. This is such a good card at common. Flashing in, shutting down any creature with impunity. You don't even need creatures out. You don't need whatever. And it can even shut down utility creatures with activated abilities. Um, this is... I want as many of these as I possibly can in the yeah. If I have three of these in my deck, four or five, I just... like It's the, it's the best so it says, yeah. set. Solid at common. Play four at three mana. And then I can't read what else I... My uh, I'd play five. Ah! <laughs> um, yeah. The... Uh, the the white black one I, I might talk about last because that one's very weird. The mortif- um, mortify? No, that's an uncommon. Oh, so this sorry, is the one yeah. that you're going to get lots lots of. So a common in the in Rakdos is the five mana instant oh, yeah. removal spell. This card is sweet. It's yeah. called Get the Point. Three black red instant destroy and target creature. Scry one. I know. As so if you needed any more upside on this. Limited what, removal spell. When you get to that scry one bit, you think. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> a bit, of, bit of card advantage. That's all right. Isn't yeah, it? like, like I, I, I love that, and this is doing what Rakdos wants to do as well, which is kill your opponent's stuff so that you can get your attacks in. Mm. And scrying ones just, just a bit of gravy. See, so I'm happy with that. Whereas you know, we had that six mana card that was like, you know, do destroy something and then do two damage to their face. It's like yeah. nah, which was also sorcery. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, there mm. you go. This one's at instant speed. Yeah. Um, the black white one uh, is is actually really strange, and that's white black as an additional cost to cast a spell. Yeah, this one is. You have to pay five life or sacrifice a creature to destroy a target creature. What's it called, David? Uh, it's called final payment. It's called final payment, mm. uh, cool. but it is a two mana. It's a two mana, and it's an but instant as well. That's that's the thing, though. I've got you know, like. Early you kill you a one one to two mana creatures. Late you can't spend five life. Yeah. So like late, you know what I mean? It's mm. you're in a bind so, straight away. Yeah. The thing with this card is you almost actually no, you will always play your first copy. 
if if you have yeah, two of the, yeah. if you have two of these in your draft or two of these in your sealed, you are a hundred percent playing your first copy every time. Mm-hmm. Because if you're spending the five life, it's because you're like, holy crap, this thing's gonna kill me. Yeah. Or and, I just have twenty life. Yeah, yeah. I just exactly. pay five life. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so good. Your life is a resource. You should use it as such. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you start to have two or three copies of the card, it can still be good. But that's when you want to start looking at having a good amount of afterlife creatures. Yep. Also, we've just talked about uh, the Azorius one is an enchantment. You know, if they put your enchantment on your guy, you can just sack it to then kill one of theirs. Yep. You know, like... You just want to sacrifice the your trash, afterlife trash thing makes it makes it an interesting conversation, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, you got not... you got three one one flyers. I'd sack one of them to destroy yeah. your five five on the ground for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. Th- so that's why that that one's a little less on the surface powerful, but I think it's just going to go in most Orzhov decks because if you end up with five or six afterlife cards, you just got a lot of fodder to throw at there. Yeah. Or, or some some chunks are kind of got like some one one or just some spirit. Yeah. That you're just going to go okay. I'll throw that in the bus to get rid of the the big big bomb yeah uh the last common this one is removal in in quotes is applied biomancy it costs green blue for an instant green blue generally the worst colors at dealing with your opponent's creatures so this doesn't just outright kill anything this is instant choose one or both target creature gets plus one plus one until end of turn and return target creature to its owner's hand this is how simic is going to interact in combat uh, if you have a 2-2 attacking into a bunch of 2-2s, you can b- bounce their 2-2, blow out a double block, mm. buff your guy so it, it survives the combat and kills their thing. But this one's a lot trickier to work around and make sure that you fit a tricky spot to fit Applied Biomancy in. Extremely powerful, but it's never going to just outright kill a thing. No, it's, you- it's good if it, you, know, you get to pump your dude, throw their card back into their hand, mm. and then just, you get to swing in unopposed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you could imagine having two or three of these in your deck is so yeah. annoying. Yeah. Like, oh, it would get uh, wearing, wouldn't it? And, uh, you, and you could as well because it's like two mana. You could get a fire a few yeah. of these off as well. If so we're talking about the, on. the parallels in uh, Guilds of Ravnica, I often had two or three hypotheses in my it decks, yeah. uh, which was the, the common removal in there. Boris had direct current, two or three of those in your decks and the like, really good ones. Um, what, was the, what was the common red white thing in uh, uh it was like uh shock and attack or blocking creature yeah 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 you're righteous right. blow yeah righteous blow yeah and um the blue black one was artful takedown which was just oh, great like that oh, yeah. was gross I so good awful takedown and so good. the red that's why i'm so sad demir didn't have a place in standard i'd love to play yeah. more of that at a mm. at a higher level and the green black one was that crappy fight card that i think the development really missed the boat give on. death touch fight. yeah give death touch and then one of your things fights the other thing that one should have cost two mana it I still wouldn't have that. been like good oh two mana that cuts very good three mana then yeah, yeah three it? mana yeah uh, yeah i think three mana's okay the it's worth noting with applied biomancy applied biomancy nothing stopping you bouncing your own creature Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, reset like, reset a, a thing. 
reset and adapt creature. Yeah, win, or, win, oh, a, yeah. win a fight, bounce your... Um, and as a battlefield effect. Yeah, yeah, or counter their removal spell. Mm-hmm. You know, like they've targeted one of your creatures, your removal spell, you're like, nah. Yeah, you've got your big shock to crab mm-hmm. or something and yeah. they go kill it and you go, ah, I'll just bounce that back to my hand and yeah. give this plus one, plus one so you can attack. But it, but it is nice if they've spent six mana getting something out and you yeah. just bounce it back and it's mm-hmm. like, you can spend the six mana again and yeah. I know what... You get a time walk and you get a buff on one of your little yeah. sharks or something yeah it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things it's an extra angle for you to look at the card mm. from because some mm. people are only going to read this card as opponent creature, oh, creature. Sure. and that's a that's a relevant bit of text yeah there was um there's oh, been a few text there's been uh i think exclusion mage in uh the, the last core set so three mana two two that bounces a creature to its owner's hand it's only your opponent's creatures. Why would you make that card say that? <laughs> it's so much more interesting when you can bounce your own stuff back as well. Yeah. And yeah. often I'd play it and be like, oh, like I want to bounce my own creature and be clever. Like, let me be yeah. clever, please. Um, I, I like this and I like... Uh, the other day I had I did a quick draft of Rivals of Exelan on, uh, on Magic Arena and I played Ravenous Chupacabra four times. Yeah. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? That is, so yeah. That's a great card, isn't it? You bounce back to your hand, play it in, blow up another one. Yeah, of blow up dudes. another thing. Yeah. Was oh, awesome. God, that'd be awful, wouldn't so it? So I had Storm Sculptor, which is like a negative return a creature you control to its owner's hand. And I was like, whoop, <laughs> get the <laughs> Ravenous Chupacabra back. Bam. Yeah. God, that's, yeah, that's horrible, that. Uh, that, that card. Mm-hmm. Uh, so else, what else have we got on the. Um, we got like uh, there's some other guild specific stuff. Yeah, um, Azorius, the Azorius Knight Arbiter, which is three white blue vigilance, can't be blocked. Two five cards, incredible. I think that it's if you just imagine this is a two five. This, yeah, this is a really cool vigilance. Card, right? Awesome, so so good. And can't be blocked. There are three or four cards in this set which say something along the lines of. Creatures your opponents control get neg something, yeah. neg zero, right. or creatures you control. You say? No, it's on creatures as oh, well. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, or creatures you control with flying get plus one, plus one, or plus mm-hmm. one, plus zero. Yeah, these effects almost always are better than they look. Mm-hmm. Uh, the there is one in particular where if you open it, play it. The three three <laughs> flying first strike. No ethereal absolution. What's that one? Oh, the the black yeah. white one. That yeah. card this, is disgusting. This, this card, this card is like your opponent plays it, and you're like, "All right, scoot, I'm dead." Yeah, there's it's very like I do not see you winning when they have this card out. So it has it's at four white black for an enchantment. Creatures you control get plus one plus one. Creatures your opponents control get minus one minus one, which is such a huge swing. Which is massive. Yeah. It's like all your creatures get plus two plus two, or you know, yeah, can't yeah. interact in combat. And then as another, it has an activated ability: exile target card from an opponent's graveyard. Oh, so there's two white black. Yeah, exile target card from an opponent's graveyard. If it was a creature, make a one one, which is a two two because <laughs> of the the the, the yeah, ability. Yeah. So it's just nuts. Yeah, this is a yeah. this is a bomb beyond belief. So your one this, one spirit token becomes a two two straight away. Yeah. This Everything. Card. This is honestly the card in the set that I'm like, I want this at the GP. Yeah, like, this is the yeah. This is profane procession or yeah, Tetsuma from Rider. Six mana is the thing you gotta look for. But around. it comes down and what it, you want with your six mana things is it comes down and immediately affects the board. Yeah. They can't attack. That. 
in, into your board at all. If you yeah. have spirits, you hit them for six rather than three. It's massive. It can also just kill a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> they're like hanging back with some spirits on defense. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah, that's it's true. Incredible. It's one card. of those rares that, you know, particularly a, someone who might be a bit newer to the game doesn't quite see the power in it. Yeah, it doesn't you know, look that good. What's well, yeah. plus one, plus Is one? Is it also playing pretty slow? I think, I think so, so yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit grindy. Controly. They're not super aggressive. Their creatures don't have high power. They have abilities when they die. Yeah. Which is can be an aggressive mechanic because they block and you get that a sounds thing like, out of it. It sounds like more like you're building spirits to go wide, which yeah. is that whole sort of like... Pecking away at them. Yeah, and you use your life... Like we were talking about with um, with uh, Selesnia, where you might take a bit of a hit on your life total so you can go wider and wider and wider, no blocks, and then it's like, right, hit, I'm all in. I'll play this. Hit, yeah. Everyone gets a pump, plus one, plus one block 10 mm-hmm. creatures you can't do it yeah. And, yeah i think sorry i'm just checking something this might be the first set where there's no garbage mythics oh there's one. there's bound to be there's gotta be one so like uh <laughs> i would 100 percent play dovin every time i would 100 percent play domri every time racto mm. showstopper yes prime captive Speaker. audience is that one slow. sounds like the one that would be... It's slow, but <laughs> It's slow, but good. very powerful. It's very slow. Yeah. Um, and at seven, it kind of does but a bunch of aggressive stuff. But, but eventually, no, like, eventually you make... a storm. Yeah. Eventually like, make five tutus, so... <laughs> I, look, I, I think that's worth saying. There's actually no mythic that I would feel bad about putting in mm. a limited mm. deck. I... We're going to talk a bit about Kaya now. Sure. Uh... And even Kaya oh, in sorry. Limited. The, the one of the worst her. mythic in the set for Limited is Kaya. Yeah, but I still think she's decent. She's worse than all the other mythics. In the you set. can be worse than still great. Yeah. It's not It's not great. I'm, I'm, not read, saying, I'm not saying it's great. I'm <laughs> saying you can up, be worse. Read up all the abilities, kid. So, uh, tick up. Exile up to two cards from a single graveyard. You gain two life if at least one creature is exiled this way. Honestly, this ability is not fantastic. Uh... It's just going to tick up and lead towards things. Gaining life can be relevant. The reason why I think this card is okay is Exile Target Non-Land Permit with Converted Mana Cost 1 or less. This hits tokens, which is super relevant, and you can do this three times. So you can play Kaya, she comes in at three, and it's a neg one. Which means... In what (laughs) world... In what world... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're like oh my god my opponent's played a token creature kaya exile that shit okay and then they go oh that's all of my creatures you're two mana planeswalker i guess i'll play another token you go oh my god neg one again you didn't have any other creatures it's <laughs> like it you have to have it's like you, you're not ever gonna do this three times no probably not <laughs> Then why is it? It's not good. It's bad. The negative, like that, is a negative one. Okay, we're stressing more into constructed now. Mm. Negative one. That is an important number. Like normally on planeswalkers, you expect to be able to tick them down twice, right? And sometimes, yeah. that's not even the case. This like, this oh. is this is the most like. It's not always the case, but with those, it's extremely powerful. Um, yeah. Vraska Golgari Queen, very niche, still much, much, much better than this because you can always just tick her up and, and do a thing. Yeah. Uh, and then her m- minus three 
kill something immediately. If you draw Kaya on turn seven and they've got a three three and a four four out, this you laugh, laugh and laugh yeah. and laugh at them playing a Kaya yeah. a Ghost Assassin. They gain two life. She goes up to four and you go, cool. <laughs> like there's nothing to exile. You, there's in limited. There is nothing to exile with this apart from tokens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think we're talking to an audience of one because <laughs> yeah, only, exactly. maybe one person listening is going to get okay, this card fine, in their yeah. sealed, right? Uh, maybe you... I was just looking at the I was just looking at the guilds that we might have not looked at so much. It seems like Simic is one that we've overlooked a bit. Is there any notable mentions in Simic in common and Simic uncommon? Simic is just good. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Like oh, yeah. It's a good balance mm-hmm. across everything. S- Simic is pretty straightforward most of the time and simic i think is a really good guild yeah i i have two cards that are common again which is yeah. going to make up the bulk of your decks the first one is aeromunculus oh god which one's this? okay it's so one green one green blue for two three with flying oh this card's Aces. gas two green blue adapt one so if it doesn't have any plus one plus one counters on it you can put a plus one plus one counter on what it. what is it coming out uh three mana Th- three mana yeah. for a one green blue so, it's a three mana three three. There's a no one green blue for a two three flying. Oh, okay, sorry. And then you can adapt for four mana. Okay. Adapt one for four mana. So you play it on turn three, two three flying. Great. Above above the curve. Mm. Four mana. I don't have a card to play at four mana. What am I gonna do? Oh boy, you're gonna make a three four with flying. Wow. Which is swing it again. And it, like it like a three four flying. I love I love those stats. That's it's so big. And this is a common. You could have two or three of these in your deck. Mm. And it is very very annoying to play against because you can do it at instant speed as well. So they can't just deal it three damage. Aeromunculus. Aeromunculus is a homunculus. Good name. Mutant that can fly. So. Yeah. We are skipping to uncommon here. Yep. Shakta Crab? Yeah. Yeah. Shakta Crab might be the best uncommon for limited. I think so. I think so. It's yeah. so, so good. So Shakta <clears throat> Crab, best name. It's also a fish octopus crab, which is <laughs> <Yeah>. great. Uh, <laughs> He's got tentacles. Yeah. He's got everything. <laughs> but it's uh, two green blue for a 4-4 four, four creature. Because a fish octopus crab is huge, obviously. Yep, yep. Yep. So 4 mana, 4-4, four, four, you're already pretty awesome. happy. Yeah. That is above what we would consider the vanilla test. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has adapt for 2, green, blue, and it's adapt 1. So it becomes a 5-5, five, five, which is still really big. Mm. It has even more text. <laughs> when one or more 1-1 one, one counters are put on Shakta Crab, tap target creature and opponent controls. That creature doesn't untap during its controls next untap step. Mm. Now, I, I really want to pay attention to some of the templating on this card, which says when one or more 1-1 one, one counters are put onto Shakta Crab. So this does not read when you adapt it. Yep. Now that's going to happen probably 60 to 70% of the time. When you adapt it, you do this effect. Mm-hmm. But as we've talked about before, there's a bunch of stuff where you can move counters around, like the Guild Mage. And if you move a counter onto this, you still trigger it. If mm. you place a counter on this from some other creature or ability or effect or enchantment or something, you still trigger it. Yeah. Or even if it gets moved onto it from the guild mage. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it does not take long before you're like, I have this 5-5. Five, five. I'm getting to choose what I'm tapping. It's staying tapped for two turns. Mm. That's game ending. Yeah, that's gonna, that's trouble, isn't it? And yeah. that's all attached to what's probably a five-five at this point in time, and it was yeah. all really efficient. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that that card is 
awesome. So I'm, I've got a, I'm just made a six six, and I've just tapped down your biggest dude. Yeah, and then yeah. if you just have some way to make a plus one plus one counter on it every turn, you tap down their entire board mm. until they kill your Sharkto crab. I I would like to just talk about one more Simicon common. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about how there's a bunch of different payoffs and stuff. We've talked about how adapt relies on if there's no one one counters, you can adapt it. This is one of your payoffs which is going to be good in of itself but then allow you to adapt your creatures again, again. yeah and this is called galloping lizrog which <laughs> is a frog lizard because of course it is <laughs> uh it is three green blue for a three three with trample that's not great mm-hmm. that stat line you're not happy with it but no. it has an ability when galloping lizrog enters the battlefield you may remove any number of 1-1 counters from among creatures you control, if you do, put twice that many 1-1 counters on Galloping Lizard. That is that's so gross. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, yeah. The thing is, like, I think the line here is 1. Awesome. 5-5 five, five, five Trample. Yeah, yeah. 5-5 five, five Trample for 5, you're like, I'm in. Sign yeah. me up. Love it. Particularly in a set with 1-1 one, one blockers. We've mm-hmm. talked about how many 1-1s one, yeah. is going to be floating around. When you're like, I'm going to attack with my 5-5 five, five blocker, they're like, I block with my spirit. You're like, Okay, yeah, uh, but this can get way bigger. If there's a board Dang. stall, it would not be inconceivable for this thing to be a nine nine, an eleven eleven, yeah. a thirteen thirteen, and on top of that, suddenly all of your simic cards, like uh, Mister Shakta Crab, Shakta Crab, you can then adapt them, reset again, the adapt thing, get yeah. the effect again, and that's just and it's all for upside because yeah. you've got a nine nine trample. Oh, okay, admittedly, the downside of this card is if they kill it. You got you, yeah. you wiped your board, but overall you got more power and toughness yeah. out of it than you did on the plus one plus one counters. And if all the other things got their plus one plus one counters from adapt, you just get to redo the adapt again. Yeah, it, it, great. Yeah, card. Well, so cool. The, the worst side of it is it's like you, if you throw a whole bunch of enchantments down across your deck and you scoop them all up and put them on one card and then they blow up that one card yeah. and you lose the whole lot. Mm-hmm. That's the worst yeah, side that's of it. That's the worst bit. But the, the doubling up of it makes it mm-hmm. like really formidable. Because it's, you go, you can kill this 9-9 nine, nine, and they go, oh, I don't have a removal spell yeah. right now so I can, I'm dead. I can make it neg four, neg four. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, there's just cards like Skatewing Spy, which oh, is... that card is gross yeah. as well. Like this, this is the thing. I think Simics to make up for the fact that blue and green are the worst at interacting with creatures, they just have a whole bunch of beef. Yeah, uh, and but the, the thing is, and a lot I of would just splash in my Gruel deck for this. Oh, for sure. Yeah, all so, your riot stuff. Yeah, uh, Skittering uh, Skatewing Skate Spy is a three and a blue for a two three. That's not great. It has adapt two for five and a blue. Oh, so you can make it a, a, four, a five. four five for six mana. Yeah. And each creature you control with a one one counter on it has flying. That's just so you can make it a four five flying for six mana. Yeah. Well, and that's then all for your ten mana because you cast it for four and then you oh, pay an additional sure, six. Yeah. yeah. But still, but, that's incredible. But notice if you have a three three riot. If, you know, or something, yeah. and you give it a counter, and then you play this on turn four, suddenly it's you're... Flying. Yeah. you shook. You know, mm. airborne. Look, my last comment for the, the the set before we go in is just, maybe it's not it's not a pre-release preparation pack type of question, but, you know, like we were talking about Mono Red and uh, the, the being, being a, a fun deck to play at the moment in Constructed, uh, or on Arena at least. <clears throat> there's didn't seem like there was a lot of Mono Red kind of flavoured cards from my 
from a scan through. Did you pick up anything like that that would support uh, either that or other decks that we've been playing in standard? Just like a, a brief, a brief thing that you know, decks like standard decks that are out there now, which are just going to go. Oh, thank goodness this guy came along. Mm. Uh, Mono blue actually got quite a few tools. I think there's like four or five. I didn't cards even know that Mono, Mono blue, blue existed. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you've not played against it on Arena? No. I don't think so, so they go Siren Storm Tamer. Oh, the yeah. one one flank, yeah, and then yeah. they put curious obsession on it, which is plus one plus one, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, they draw a card. Right, and then the whole deck is just built around protecting that yeah. shitty siren storm tamer. <laughs> so they just draw a card every turn, and then you go kill it, and they go spell pierce, and then you go kill it, and they go, um, yeah, you know, something that you know protects counter, it from counter, uh, counter. a dive down. And but stuff. they also yeah. play like tempest to gin, which is uh, blue, blue, blue for an O four with power equal to the number of islands you control so i can get uh, it has flying as well that can you yeah. just play control. straight islands yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, like the tempest. blue mono red yeah uh, i remember that tempest gin being out yeah as, essentially like there are three monocolor decks if you're a new arena player getting into constructed mono red mono white mono blue mm. mono green also exists but isn't quite on the same level as the other two and uh mono white got some cards because there's some white afterlife cards which are good uh mono blue got some cards mono red i don't actually think got anything that's what i thought i thought skewer the critics is insane oh you mean the bolt yeah the bolt yeah oh yeah but you already got wizard (coughs) lightning yeah yeah, are you saying you you wouldn't play another set of bolts in your deck fanatical firebrand suddenly um even even better you know you you untap with it and you've got like you just have so much raw damage in your deck now i think I I think you're right, but I think there's more of... There's like a black-red burn deck. I think the black... So, yeah. That's what I'm excited to play. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think the black-red will, will be like this weird kind of thing with that. Um, there's a thing that like you can discard a card and draw a card when you pay it for its spectacle cost. Yeah. A rare, yeah, yeah. that card's sick. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of cool stuff as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hackrobat is pretty exciting as well. It's a... Uh, so it's one black red for a two three and then you can pay its spectacle cost for only two mana and then it's so it's a two mana two three and then you can pay uh red to give it plus two minus two until end of turn so it's a two drop four power creature whenever you Mm. want so like it's so cool and that's where the damage is going to happen is if you can haste in and get in get in front and keep attacking and hurting them and mm. just paying spectacle costs for everything as you go forward yeah. you're just going to get a lot of it's like a done. chain and so yeah. um the the other card i'm super excited about for uh black red aggro is judith the scourge yeah, Diva, judith. who is yeah. so sick she's one black red for a legendary creature human shaman she's a two two other creatures you control get plus one plus oh so like all those trashy idiot goblins you've got running around Man. legion war boss suddenly amazing again um <laughs> because all of the goblins he makes are two ones now yeah and then it also says whenever a non-token creature you control dies uh she deals one damage to any target so you just throw your dudes under the bus ping off their things oh man judith is great that's the first deck i'm gonna make on magic arena um, I, I think it's this is going back to one of our listener questions earlier mm. and if we looked at Guilds of Ravnica, there was a point in time where every single guild had a competitive standard deck. Mm. Except for Go-Kart. Demir. Oh, for, it's a Demir, yeah. Yeah. Demir 
kind of got outclassed because there was just an Azorius deck, which was a very good control deck, which took a bunch of the tools which it would normally have taken on. And I think we can mostly blame Teferi for that. Teferi is mm. so warping that it pulls any control deck into blue-white. But that's beside the point. I, I think Asper is a little more viable now because, yeah. uh, again, the, all the Shocklands are in. And uh, there's Kaya's Wrath, which is a new four-mana sweeper. White, white, black, black, destroy all creatures. You gain a life for each one of your creatures destroyed this way. Yep. It's just like, if you can make the mana for that work, that's the perfect thing to curve into Teferi. Yeah. Mm. So. All right, cool, cool. Well, well let's uh, round out this segment. Uh, we'll do uh, Flavor Text, see who wins the quiz. And then we've got a little bit of information about quick drafts and stuff like that. And we're, and we're out of here. But uh, let's, uh, yeah, finish, finish off with some quizzes. Mm. Here we go. Right after this. Flavor Text. Flavor Text. Flavor Text. Flavor Text. Flavor Text. So flavorful. Yeah. What are you on? Cheese and onion. Flavor. I think it was eight five. Let's say it was. Let's go. Otherwise, I have to flick through some pages and back to happen now. Right, eight five to Aaron, uh, and this is a three point game. Oh well, we know what that means. Well, it's the final count. Aaron's never lost anyway. All right, yeah, this correcto. is Flavor Text Guilds of Ravnica two because I know you guys, you know, you study the cards that are coming out in Allegiance. You might not have read the Flavor Text yet, so let's not play that game. Let's go over what happened in Guilds of Ravnica. Arena doesn't show me the flavor text by default. I'm I'm sad. Yeah, you gotta right. Yeah, yeah you gotta right click. I may not know the answers. Oh, you have to work it out. You can work them out. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here's number one. Just assume every conversation is on record. Just assume every conversation is on record. Bam bam bam. Flavor text number one. Guilds of Ravnica two. Right, here's number two. He ferried weapons, spells, exotic animals, but his most dangerous cargo was the, the truth. truth. Yeah. Oh, like I read it. Well. I don't know what card it's from. <laughs> he ferried weapons, spells, exotic animals, but his most dangerous cargo was the truth. Truth man. I feel like both of these could like handle could just be disinformation campaign, but I know that card has so much text that it has <laughs> yeah, yeah, text. Yeah. Okay, uh, number three, Flavor Text, Guilds of Ravnica. Uh, this is saying goodbye to Guilds of Ravnica Flavor Text, by the way. Here's number three. Turns out coffee is the weird aunt of invention. They mentioned coffee. That's weird. What? Turns out coffee is the weird aunt of invention. Oh, my God. Hmm. <laughs> Aaron all sage like at the end of the table. Mm, that's right. Mm. Mm, I remember that. I agree. Coffee. Yeah. I would have said. These uncle. are girls of Ravnica. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have said weird uncle. No but if you're going to go with weird, I did aunt, think it was weird that they mentioned coffee in a magic set. I know. But, that's why it started, jumped out at me. But go, one, well, one time, um, Jace in one of the stories, Jace goes to Azorius and he's like, "Put himself a hot cup of Joe," and I was like, "What the fuck, yeah. <laughs> Jace? Come on, buddy." Drink, drink some mech. Know? Drink Magic. some mech or something. Magic. Don't you know Sponsored he's from... by Starbucks. <laughs> Jace is from New Orleans. <laughs> he went and got himself a free Frappuccino. Yeah. All right. It seems like Aaron might be strong on the second two. So let's open up Kian. Uh, you want to say what? Just assume every conversation is on record. Demir Informant. 
Aaron? And Demira Fleming. <laughs> it's Demir Spybug. No! Because <laughs> oh. he's spying. No. Yeah. I want to know what Demir Fleming says now because uh, I feel like we were real close. Oh, it doesn't... Ha- oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's something like... The eyes the of the The messages were delivered sealed. But and red. sealed and red, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> sealed, that is good. Uh, so this is number two. He ferried weapons, spells, exotic animals, but his most dangerous cargo was the truth. Aaron. Snispering witch. Oh, Aaron. Whispering, Whispering snitch. snitch. Uh, what have you got, Ken? Blank. Oh, it was Hunted Witness. Oh, really? I've read that flavor text so often. <laughs> no, Hunted I, I thought witness. The, it was something about like the soldiers come. What? Uh, <laughs> that's when, um, that's that when was they a ca- all get off the boat at Fremantle. That was a card we were talking about when you were in the toilet and we were having dinner. Um, I Today I played on Arena. I played a hunted witness and won. The they card, conceded? They conceded yeah. straight no, away. Like, ah, I'm sick of mono white yeah. bullshit. <laughs> It wasn't one of white, it was a Slesnia deck, but yeah, whatever. They didn't know that if you only played a Hunted Witness. Yeah, one. good times though. I was happy with that yeah, one. I love it when that happened. <laughs> All right, and uh, question number three, Kian. Turns out coffee is the weird art of invention. Who are you going to go for in Guilds of Ravnica? Coffee Chaos. That'd be a Ragnos card. Coffee Chaos. You throw a cup of coffee in your face. You've played, I really like this card, Kian. Hmm. That doesn't help. I've already told you about it today. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't. I don't uh, like it that much, and I feel Cyclops. two is uh, experimental frenzy. Yeah, really. Yeah, that card has flavor text. Yeah, and it has so much text on it as well, right? Yeah. yeah. So end score is nine five. Woo! Uh, and that was flavor text. Good oh, night, boy. good guilds of guilds of Ravnica. We'll be back Hi, right guilds. after this with a bit of neats and twos. I enjoyed you. Hot garbage. Uh, Ken DeVries Turnell, what's your hot garbage for the current state of affairs? Better be on high alert for this one. Yeah. High alert. Oh. This, this this card is... Uh, Too many words. In the new set. Has Sucks so ass. many words. It is a powers. Doesn't toughness, matter. Toughness, toughness matters. matters. All about Defender. And weirdly, you can pay... Two, white, blue, untapped heart creature. High alert, high alert, hot garbage from Kian. You heard it here. Aaron, Aaron Graham, uh, what do you got for hot garbage? Kaya. That's good. You made up for the words that Kian used. I'm just going to go with Merfolk. I'm sick of seeing them. River Sneak, you can stick it up your Oh, fishing. I changed mine to Wild Growth Walker. I hate Wild Growth Walker. Of course, yeah. Fuck okay. that guy. Yeah. He can go and stick himself up River Sneak. Right. That was hot garbage. <laughs> Neats and twos. Woos. All right, uh, neats and twos. Uh, there's some news come out. They've they've thought of changing up drafting a little bit, Aaron. What, they're not, what they're not, come about? They're not getting rid of the old format. No, no. They are, in addition to trying out... In selected areas. popular demand by it being shoved down your throat. Yeah. Best of one, what we are going to call quick draft. Quick draft! Where you play two best of one game. <laughs> quick draft. Quick draft. Uh, and you play best of one matches against four to six opponents instead of the usual hmm. three best of three games. And how's this come about? Um, this has come about stores are going to trial it for a little while, hmm. see whether people will catch on to it, whether you kind of just dabble in a bit of draft. You draft your deck with eight people, you just play six games, 
get some prizes based why don't, on why how many you win. Seven, because you'd have seven people at the table and you'd play them all. Uh, I guess that's true, yeah. yeah. There's no definite... Um, because like that's no obviously for the tournament bracket, but I guess you could actually just draft with that many people. Mm. Now. And they're only oh, twenty minutes. It's, round, round it's round only twenty minutes long. Time, yeah, it does, but it's best of one. And yeah. they're twenty minute long games. Twenty minute minutes. rounds as opposed to rounds. fifty minute rounds. Have either of the stores that we are affiliated with in Perth gotten invitations to try this? Yeah, we did from Wizards. Are we doing it? I'm going to give it a go, but I don't know when to do it. It's weird. It's funny, isn't it? Because when we were talking about Arena, uh, I know that you guys were maybe talking about it. You didn't like the best of one. You like sideboarding and playing uh-huh. playing no, on. I, I like best I, of one. I also like best of ones. Uh, yeah. I was I was for, go- different, oh, okay. for different yeah. things. I do not want to play best of ones in paper, though. Oh, really? It's, it's very much a... I like to dabble on, on Magic Arena and just go... Draft a deck, bam, 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 do a whole draft in an hour, play seven different people. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then do traditional draft when I want to sit down and like think about it, old school style. In paper, I don't want to play six different opponents. I, I don't really know why, though. See, I would much prefer that. Much Just prefer, like, get yeah. in, get out. You know, yeah. See, I don't want to get I, I don't want to get smashed by the same dude twice two, two just humiliating, row, yeah, yeah. you know. Or even just like get over the, you know, like you play the first game, they look at you and go, oh, I see what you're playing. And then the sideboard they beat fold. you in two and three. Yeah, yeah. and you just mm-hmm. there for ages. It seems like all my games in draft that I, I eventually lose, I just make go for an eternity and I go that full 50 minutes and it's just exhausting. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be... I'd rather get... Just have a game, bang, 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 in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually think best of one is better for constructed than limited. Because I think best of one you want your deck to be as consistent as possible mm-hmm. and constructed allows you to do that so you get less of the feel yeah. back it's where cards like knight of autumn become really great in yeah. best of ones because you're like constructed doesn't work because you can just you can just go horribly like we we saw at the ggmc you know it's just like the the luck component comes into it far too well, much you get, a, you get a free mulligan so, yeah. so look that matters but how excited are you about playing five or six and scrying one no, no, a free mulligan back to seven. Oh, free mulligan back to yeah. seven. Yeah, yeah to okay. mitigate the luck component of it. But like... Oh, no. I, I, I agree. And I also think that you can do weirder stuff because you can beat people game one when they're not expecting it. Yeah. So you, you go, uh, you like, oh, you go mono red and they go, oh, okay, I'm going to play this way against mono red. And you're like, oh, it's actually big red with a heap of siege gang commanders and dragons and stuff. And they played wrong around it so it's a reason to play big red whereas at the moment there's no reason to play big red because post sideboard they just kill all your shit like so is- have you have you come across this thing on arena where you play against a mono white aggro deck yeah and they settle the record you yes yeah yeah mm-hmm. so this is something I hate which, that shit. <laughs> this is something that would only ever happen in a best of one format mm-hmm. because in best of three that makes no sense mm-hmm. and you're only ever going to get someone once yeah and it's kind of like you're on a train and someone slaps you as you as the trades like you're you're leaving on the train and they slap you as you're leaving. You're like, hey, <laughs> why did you put all the records in your deck? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. then they're gone and they're like, ha, 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 I won. <laughs> like, I've, I've got yeah. that against. I got some two notes here against uh, Collision, which is a two mana instant. Wait, wait, wait I think I've memorized this out already. Okay, Collision. Yeah, target creature. No, destroy. Deal no. six damage to target creature with flying. Essentially, yes. And uh, and Sagittas Volley. Oh, th- no! <laughs> th- th- un- un- uncommon instant speed. 
three mana, destroy target creature with flying. Sagittarius Volley deals one damage to each creature with flying. Your oh, that controls. nerfs the spirits. Yeah. Cool. It, 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 the question is, you're playing draft, best of one. Do you start main decking stuff like this that would normally sit in your sideboard until you've seen whether they're going to do that stuff or not? That one's uh, too niche because the, the only decks that are going to have heaps of them heaps of 1-1 flyers to make that worth it because sometimes you can't even cast that card the, the which one the, the deal Sanitized 3 to volley. a flying creature and then all yeah. the other stuff uh, against Guru we can't even yeah. cast it yeah. um, against Orzov you'll be able to cast it some of the time but even still what if they just have some weird aggressive draw with no spirits you just have to you look like a plum um, and then the <sighs> yeah, the one that I'm keen for is more artifact and enchantment removal main deck because in best of ones everyone's got cool Artifact or enchantment? Sorry, enchantment removal mainly. In yeah. best of ones, are you more vulnerable to people who finish their games quickly, looking over your shoulder, going, oh. or have they got to play? I mean, in, in tournament, you've got to play the, the deck that you uh, you can't sideboard in between games. Can I, you? It's not a sanctioned format yet, so there's no mm. you can just. So what's going to happen in stores is people are going to finish early and go, ah, oh, look, Kian's playing that spirits deck. In comes my flying, my Sagittarius volley. I, 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 guess, I guess maybe you, we you're should too just vulnerable say, to it. Yeah, that's not nice. No, the, that's why you always I do this. Yeah. <laughs> Lean over your table as you're playing. <laughs> I both love and hate the idea of best of one. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think I agree. I like the strategy of of the sideboarding in. Yeah, even though I don't do it. The, <laughs> the, the bits that I love about best of one are like you finish your rounds so it's a pretty bad feeling at the moment if you 2-0 someone twice in two quick games and there's 30 minutes rest in the round and you're like I guess I just twiddle my thumbs mm. you know like, that's a bad feeling it's worse if you've lost lost to, uh, 0-2 yeah, exactly. and you've got to sit like, there for half an hour feeling like a piece of crap that's a pretty bad feeling particularly if you don't have any friends around or anything like yeah, that whereas best of oh, one if you just, just don't have any friends like, that you can call and cry to yeah. <laughs> I just lost 2-0 <laughs> to Anthony Lee <laughs> yeah. he's very good at magic he plays magic all the time he smiled yeah. and shook my hand and said good game what a bastard but, <laughs> doesn't do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah best of one just like you play a game you're done you go to the next one that's mm. kind of cool that's cool yeah, yeah. if we win or lose that, yeah. that, that's, that's not it's a bad like thing it's like it's got pros and cons or something. <laughs> yeah I think we'll try it out and see whether we yeah. like it or not I, I've got I might, to, just, I've got I might just be able to dabble in it and have a go it mm. might be fun I feel like it's a good FNM format yeah, it's like, a bit more casual, a bit more like, yeah, so maybe we'll try it for like, some stuff it, like it, that. It feels like the kind of thing where, like, you want FNM to be the thing that you bring your new players to. Mm. And I do think Best of One is a better new player experience. I think not so, as, as well. I agree. Yeah, and it's not as devastating if someone drops, I think, either, because you... Exactly, yeah, you're right. I think some idiot sitting on the side when... Nah. Anthony Lee loses the last round. So is Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, he, he would admit that. He's like, I'd, I'd drop if I lose round one. What's the point? I don't want to boost the pack. I throw a boost the pack in the garbage. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. A little heart attack then. <laughs> There's a lot of backlash online in the but community. Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Is Anthony focused tonight? Against best of one. Like, any time you mention best of one, the community goes, "No, that's not the magic that I play." I'm like, "Oh, well, that's bullshit." That's yeah. just yeah. Hearthstone's been running best of ones for 
fucking years yeah. have been fine. From and a competitive are... perspective, it does lack some depth. Yeah. But there's a hell of a lot of magic that's played that's not competitive. Yeah. That's just, you know, 20-year-old people getting onto the bandwagon of, we've always done it this, you know, that whole fallacy. Yeah. We've always done it this way, so therefore... Also, you can still go play best of threes. You can yeah. just ignore those cues. The thing that people complain about is that their focus is on best of ones at the moment, and the only way to rank up is to play best of ones, which is changing. As which is changing. So they're listening to the community. We're still in beta, mate. Yeah, it's crazy. Like mm. as as long as we don't see best of one in a pro tour, well, ne- um, oh, a that, that was in that was in my notes. Aaron Forsyth, who's the director of Wizards R and D, said best of one will never be a competitive format. Never say as, never. As long as that stays, <laughs> never say as, never. As long as that stays the status quo, I am okay with best of ones becoming more prevalent in the community. In, in casual play, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a good way to introduce casual play. Um, I was going to say never say never. That gets back to the beginning of the show, Handmaid's Tale. What I felt about that show, fade out. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, you were going to say the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I was going to say was, good luck to everyone that's going to play the pre-release this oh, weekend. Oh, and we'll be, we'll be going to GP Sydney. Yes. Yo, are you going weeks. as well, Ken? Yep. Oh, I'm going as well. We're all going to Sydney. Yeah, Let's all go to Sydney. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, we want to do Cinema Veritas like video oh, footage of us that's preparing. That's good. In the week. Oh, so, sorry. No one's supposed to know. There'll no. just be a man with a camera, Arbed style. Yeah, making so, a film. So what, Short what are you going to film? Are you going to film him playing a bunch of arena and then just shuffling some cards? Oh, I don't know if that might happen this time around. That might happen later on. We're, this 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 could this will this will grind away for a couple of years. What we're okay. what we're going to be doing yeah. here? Okay. So we're going to be getting some footage, doing some stuff. Hopefully, someone can have a story arc, and then it'll be a star of a film. A film. Mm. So we've talked about set a bunch. You're pretty familiar with the set. Yeah. Yeah. Just go. Do you want to play it pre release? Random. Azorius. No, 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 Aaron, you have to. I've been playing, I said before, I've been playing a lot of Super Smash Bros. recently with a bunch of people who have been playing a lot, and I go random and I beat them. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun. Come on, Aaron. You have to pick a guild. No, no, I don't. We'll, we'll oh, oh you're saying if I did have to pick a guild While yeah. you're deciding, we'll start playing the music uh, If you want to get in touch Comment on the Facebook page Do anything like that uh, Send us an email at podcast.7mindhand.com uh, If you mention your name in the show And we'll send you a badge uh, And we'll be back in the next fortnight with our review of Dixit That old popular family favourite With your pictures And talking all things Dixit Then, now back to Aaron with what pre-release pack you're going to choose? Is it? God, that, that one's not available. I just checked the list. <laughs> Imagine bringing that one out. I got a visit. <laughs> Grab one of those out. Um, buy one of those and bring that out and play it, and everyone be like, "Wait a minute! Wait a <laughs> second! Um, I think I think Simic really feels to me. It's Trixie and Big as well. At the same yeah. Time. Do you think? Um, do you think if you could play one of the previous pre-release packs? it would just destroy at this guild or would it be quite balanced? I think the Boros one would be quite... No, nah, there's lots of chump blockers and stuff. This, I... this set feels way more powerful. I think it feels guilds. more powerful than yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially mm. when you look at Golgari and Celestia. Like, yeah. yeah. Or just green in general. Yeah. Anything with green in it. Uh, we don't like it. Good night, everyone.
Good night. Sexy beasts. Yeah. Don't, f- don't forget we're doing this on the stream. So tune in when we when we do it and uh, get some questions at me. Quinn pops and all sorts of stuff. I'll Anything do you on the stream. Yeah. That's what Aaron's going to do you on the stream. No, you. What, me? David. Uh, on the stream. On uh, the stream of destiny. Usually, usually the sample is midstream. <laughs> what about downstream? Oh, that's, yeah, if you're drinking water out the river and there's a crowd of people upstream. <laughs> Ooh, the water's a bit warmer <laughs> downstream, yeah. David. Yeah, uh, that's not good. Good night, everyone. Yeah. Goodbye. Good night. Sleep.